0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Podcast for the Recently Deceased. Uh, I'm Nate Roberts, and I'm pretty sure Rodney doesn't have audio, so give me one second to find where that is. There it is. All right. <laughs> Am I there? Hey, all right, he's there. Bad. All right, he's yeah, back. Right. Uh, it's all right. Yeah, episode
1: d- 16, just working out the kinks. <laughs> episode 15.
0: Well, (laughs) and uh the kinks have been worked out
1: (laughs) yeah well we look we were trying we had to do an audible i'm on my little headset we don't have my little desktop mic we fixed some things
0: yeah uh so we had some audio we had some audio issues we had some we had some movie issues um we were going to bring you studio 666 but we decided in, in light of recent events to pass on it for for now um Maybe we'll we'll come back to it later in the year.
1: Yeah, I mean it's something that I'm looking forward to seeing, and I started it and I was enjoying it, but we just kind of we switched things with uh, recent uh, events and everything. So eh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> tonight uh, we're talking uh, master and hellbender.
0: Yep. Uh, we're we're continuing our. Are not not weekly trends, but a couple weeks ago and a couple weeks before that of this this just lots of female led horror, uh, written, directed, and starring all over the place. Um, uh, you know, Hellbender definitely starring, um, but written and directed by the Adams family, John Adams, Zelda Adams, and Toby Poser, um, husband, wife, and daughter, um, starring the other sister or the other daughter, uh, Lulu Adams, as well as Zelda Adams. Um, mm-hmm. uh, really, really cool <clears throat> movie. Um, just to to start it off here. Um, so I don't... I mean...
1: I didn't know how to feel after this one. Like, I was uh, glad to have watched it. I enjoyed moments of it. Uh, but overall underwhelmed i think is my overall sentiment with it
0: yeah yeah i mean it wasn't it wasn't great um or or groundbreaking but it was for me it was fun um, yeah i liked the i liked the dark comedy of of uh, zelda's character as she unravels more about her past or her family's past and she starts to learn um yeah
1: i like the coming of coming of age aspect of it
0: yeah, that that was the the bet you know the highlight of the story for me. Sure, because um, we
1: know what to associate this kind of dark witchness type stuff that's occurring. What we could expect and how they're gonna go about it. So that was something to look forward to and kind of keep you invested in what was gonna happen for sure.
0: Right, right. Um, so so yeah, so it, it was you know it didn't it didn't make you feel really. It was just. Uh, a bunch of cool stuff on the screen like the they did some weird stuff some interesting stuff some stuff you would never seen before they definitely took a spin on on witches um in that uh-huh. that there's this and they're almost like their own race uh the hellbenders um like a highlander would be uh its own race yeah like a like a yeah. super race amongst humans um but this one follows the role of the
1: Sith in that there can only be two.
0: Right, right, of. and <laughs> and they're they're self they're self uh, replicating. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so for
1: I wonder if that was like an intentional like um, I thought for a minute because there's so much about uh, womanhood and uh, the coming of age story. And what that means, and like men are like sort of, I think they're all for the most part, we'll get into details, discarded, or unnecessary, useless. Right. Sure. And so, I think that maybe that was their intent to like have this mythos involved of their their version of witches, and that you don't need a man to reproduce. You have your own uh, agency to continue your existence in a, another uh, being right. without the use of another person or, in this case, a man, since these are women that are doing this.
0: That are hellbenders. Uh, right, so I think that was, it was an
1: interesting twist.
0: Yeah. I also, you know, they they made it kind of ambiguous, but I, I wonder if um, this isn't the main character, the mother... Not the main character, but the mother... Um, oh yeah no name just mother um right toby poser's character um if this isn't her first child if maybe she had had a child and devoured Uh. it to live longer and maybe even a second time and right and and now this time she's kind of
1: trying a different
0: trying a different route or raising it differently and you know another another shot at it um
1: yeah, we'll have to get into it. So, I mean, we're already kind of getting into some things. So, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. right. So, so let's, overall. Yeah. So, and then uh, Master is just a completely different uh, animal oh, yeah. altogether. Different production value. Uh, right. Different. Here, Regina Hall is a, I mean, a, you don't, eh, very well-known, established actor.
0: Yeah, I, my, I, I loved her in Scary Movie, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry if she ever watches this and is like, but what about my role in this great movie? I'm like, nah, scary movie. <laughs>
1: That's how I felt. Uh, shit, Who was on... I, I feel bad. I don't even remember her, her fucking name. Uh, it's an asshole thing to have done. But she is... Uh, she plays the lead uh, actor, character in um, The Watchmen that the HBO did. Oh, the show. The, the, the HBO. The idiot. Yeah, the show. You, <laughs> did you watch it?
0: Show. No, I never watched the, the, that show. Shit.
1: No. Can't remember her name, but she uh, she was on Saturday Night Live, I think, as the show was uh, doing its thing, and she's like, black audiences will remember me from this, 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 and this, whereas white audiences will remember me from The Watchmen. Oh. <laughs> she's just like saying, like, I've been in a lot of shit, and you probably don't remember me because uh, you're not paying attention to that. And It was a funny kind of uh, acknowledgement to what... Uh, I think she identified it as white, but it could just be like um, general public is going to see the the garbagey superhero thing, and that's right. what you're going to get remembered for, and not all the cool, artful, and intelligent stuff that you've done in your career.
0: Right, right. So, so,
1: which is what you just did with Regina. <laughs> you know... I,
0: I, you know i don't I mean, know her from
1: anything else i have to, I, to i'm to, sure i've seen things so i just don't to, remember
0: yeah to be fair like i didn't watch girl trip or blackish mm. um
1: no, I didn't uh, black-ish. blackish is a sitcom right
0: yeah uh yeah i think it was uh two yeah. seasons or two years she was on that show i just yeah with I what's ha- his name i had, I had to bring i had to bring it up oh she was in death at a funeral the remake so i didn't see that one uh, She's okay. a law-abiding citizen, which I also didn't watch, but not, you know, for any reason other than I'm not the biggest Gerard Butler fan. So.
1: I saw that one. I don't remember her in it, but I saw that. All right. Gerard Butler. He yeah. had his thing. He had his thing for a little while.
0: He did. He but did. But I'm,
1: no, I'm not a not a big fan.
0: Nope. Okay. So, so yeah. Yeah. two very different movies. Um, Hellbender is obviously uh, a B movie with like zero production um no like no money <laughs> The all, all the money they had they spent on effects the effects were actually pretty cool um yeah for, for the most part practical um the blood looked really good um the few uses of cg were i thought were pretty good um because they were they were kind of subtle it was mostly just like making someone float um or when you know when she dusted that one guy it looked it actually looked pretty cool yeah um
1: I mean, then, you acknowledged that it was an effect, but
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and Master, um, obviously, like an A-list, um,
1: Amazon oh, Studio-backed
0: movie. Amazon Studio, yeah, yeah. It was, you know, it was a thriller. It was, it bordered on horror. It, there was a lot of suspense. It was sl- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah, yeah, horror yeah.
1: elements. It was horror definitely a vehicle used to progress the narrative. Uh, but yes, it wasn't uh, strict horror yeah. which i mean hellbender really wasn't really it wasn't really horror either yeah either. it was more, more it's in the age. world
0: yeah so <laughs> All right, so
1: we're gonna start with hellbender correct we're gonna
0: start with hellbender yeah we're is there
1: anything it. else we need to 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 start off with before we just get into it
0: no i think uh, okay. we will
1: okay then we will just remind everyone uh we oh, those yeah. were vague overviews of the films that we're watching if you haven't seen them um you would like to we recommend that you do watch them before you listen to our conversation because we are going to get into all the spoilers and uh points and surprises of this movie uh of both movies and so watch them before you listen to us talk unless that doesn't really bother you and you can kind of still appreciate it and enjoy it even after you know what's going to happen we're not going to get into all the details because i think this is the first time where both of us really just experienced them and didn't take uh studious notes is that correct
0: that is correct Okay. Um, yeah we're just going to so be interesting yeah luckily i watched them both today so they're pretty fresh um I think yeah watch i them watched both last, last night, night. Yeah. both
1: last night but i mean historically when we do this and we are going uh you know beat by beat yeah we often correct each other but we also we definitely miss some things or screw some things up sometimes it's important sometimes it's not i definitely have like gone through our conversations and be like oh shit i should have mentioned this and one other that one joke i didn't talk about was like fucking hilarious why did i mention that <laughs> Uh, I don't think it's as important tonight. But uh, with the way that these stories go, it's going to be a little weird. So let's just, we'll see what happens.
0: All right. So Hellbender begins with a flashback to um, the olden times of... of... So we'll
1: say the Scarlet Letter uh, (laughs) Crucible era, colonial Puritan type times.
0: And they are, um, they have a person with a hood on and a noose, and they hoist them up on a tree branch, and they just hold them there, and, uh... And when I mean, you say they and them, uh, you're
1: not talking pronouns, you're talking, this is like a coven, Yeah. it appears.
0: These are yes, all women they're in all their shrouds yep, yep. of
1: of elderly, middle-aged, and children yep. are all watching this happen. Yeah,
0: and, uh... She, she like, she, you know, she struggles a bit, and she seems to stop struggling for just a moment, and then, then the leg starts twitching again, and she starts twitching again. So then, uh, one of them pulls out a a very uh, steampunky, clockwork yeah. clockwork style revolver, which yeah, it had like which,
1: at least eight chambers. maybe oh, ten.
0: it looked super cool. Yeah. Um, and she just starts taking shots at her. Um, all to the, all to the chest and midsection. Um, and then she kind of screams and the bag catches on fire as she flies up into the, into the sky and yeah. the movie begins. Um, yeah. so, yeah, so we get that. So you're like, okay, all right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to guess that she survived. You know, maybe she's right. It reminded she's, me a little
1: bit of the last thing Mary saw where there was witch death. And twitches of coming back to life, too. Like you know, that idea is—it's kind of—it's a, a, a known, established part of witch lore: the death and and afterlife or rebirth of rebirth.
0: Yeah. Um. So I think it comes right into uh, is she? I think it's Zelda, right? And she's kind of on her own, wandering through the woods.
1: Uh, yeah. Let me, because is it? Is that her character's name Zelda?
0: Uh Zelda's Izzy? her Zelda's her, Izzy. Her, her the actress, yeah. Izzy. Yep.
1: Izzy. Uh yeah, so the woman's hanging and the flaming and then yeah, they get right into it where it's just her and her mother interacting.
0: Um And, and this is going to be a lot this this kind of dynamic is a lot of the movie where um, it's really all most all of the, the movie. movie. only
1: the... a few things happen yeah. outside of the two of them conversing about shit.
0: Right. So in the first half, it's all kind of normal-ish mother-daughter, homeschool daughter stuff, and then in the second half, uh, it get it, it becomes witchy and stuff. But we'll we'll get to that when we get to it. Um. So w- one thing I did note about the about the their original interactions is there's a there's a dinner. Where they're eating pine cones and twigs and yeah. like things you would you would forage for off the floor of a forest, yeah. and and to Izzy's character, um, this is normal. Right. Um, yeah. That's all that she knows. She doesn't yeah.
1: expect. It's just dinner.
0: Right. So to the viewer, you're like, oh, okay, this is weird.
1: Right. Uh, someone should call cps
0: yeah right away yes exactly <laughs> um you know she uh, she takes a swim in the in the river she draws you know we just kind of yeah, get to see mother, what... yeah well,
1: does it start with the band I think oh it starts with yeah the band, right? yeah it
0: starts with the band okay so so the movie hellbender uh also features a band called hellbender which is the is a, which is Izzy on drums and um, the mother Toby Poser's character on um on bass and they both sing. And now this band is um, a real band called Hellbender and uh, you can YouTube and Spotify their songs are, you know, fully mixed and produced and out there in the world. Um. You know, you don't know how much uh. The fathers involved in the in the writing process in the movie, um, Izzy takes all the credit for for writing the music and the songs, but um, you know who who knows.
1: Right. So it starts off like after that first thing with the witch happens. I think they do this the intro credits or whatever, and their music is playing, and right. then you cut to and it starts with them singing, and I didn't get it at first, like because. I don't know. It just seemed like old lady, young girl. And I was like, I wrote to myself, like, is this a mother or a sister? Couldn't really tell. And then pretty quickly you get that it's mother. And the mother is going to leave and she's going to go to town. What do you want? I think she says, like, some drumsticks and whatever. Yeah. Um, And not chicken drumsticks, like I would ask for, but actual (laughs) drumsticks because she plays the drums in the band. Right,
0: right. This is KFC. Extra crispy. Um, And actually, this this moment is kind of important to the end of the movie, too. Um, So, right. She's going to town, and the daughter asks for drumsticks. So, we'll all remember that for later in the conversation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah. The mother's going to town to to get what they need, supplies or whatever, and she's off and exploring. When the mother goes, she just goes around the house or in in the, the property that they own. There's no... It's never addressed how much land they have, but it's Perceived to be a shit ton. A lo- a tons shit of ton. acres. They
0: live on a mountain.
1: Yeah, and there is a state park perimeter type area next to them. But yep. I would envision this is sort of the amount of property uh, that'd be somewhat similar to the amount of land in the village, perhaps, where no one's going to go interact with them. There's out there.
0: So we get like a day in the life, as I, I mentioned before. She uh, she draws, she swims. Um does she run into the stranger, the hiking stranger right away, or is that's probably after this? Nah,
1: no, nah, yeah, it's just like the second day. Yeah. Where they're just doing random shit.
0: Um Right. So it's did the she, second day. Does she get because the, the little... mother mo- No, that's no, on the second that's, day that's too. That's because second
1: day too. Just, but I mean we can get to it. Like the first day all this more or less happens like with before the is the mother finds the crown and get, buys the crown at the thrift shop oh, in town right. on that first trip, and she brings the crown back. And only, but it's kind of unnecessary. The only thing that comes to pass with the crown is, like, it just makes the fucking cover art to the poster or the DVD. It has no right. significance to the story.
0: Right. She wears it in the in another song that they perform.
1: Aside from the shopkeeper saying, that'll be $75. And like, I'm like, I'm like, okay, this is like a, a, like a, an uppity goddamn town.
0: Oh, and the old guy going, "I know you. You were my mom's nurse." Yeah, that's <laughs> the other cool thing.
1: That is sort of a reference where it's like, oh, maybe she was. You know, she is old as shit, and he does actually remember her, but he that's never addressed,
0: her. right? Which is, which is cool. Yeah. Um, so, so right. then
1: I, they must do something that night, but I think it's just it, whatever happens, and then yep. the next day occurs, and this is where.
0: Izzy goes for a hike, right? And she runs into the the pool first.
1: Um, Cause the no the just the guy that's just the hiking guy? okay yeah.
0: Oh and right, right because he he's mentions innocent. yeah 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 innocent guy mentions um his niece Amber um to Izzy yeah thinks that they'd hit it off if they were to be...
1: meet. Hmm. And he's yeah. like, just super innocent. Like, he's like, Oh, I'm just been around. This is your property. Or who are you? He, like, he's trying to be cool and nice. Yeah. And she's like, You can't get near me. This is her, her easiest thing. Uh, I'm sick. You can't get near me. Right. Don't come near me. Don't approach me. And she handles it pretty normally, like a normal teen. He's like, Do you go to school? She's like, No, I'm homeschooled. But she's obviously awkward about it. Yeah. And, uh, and then the mother comes in from the top of the ridge there and she yells down, Hey! and yeah. Izzy's like oh okay shit and so she just like walks away and the guy's looking up and then she's gone and then he like turns back oh my god what <laughs> <How?"> <laughs> yeah and he has a moment and she just like beckons him to follow or she beckons him to follow her yeah
0: right and, and they're having a little chat or he's talking and she's not he's saying talking, yeah. yeah she's not saying anything and then she just kind of makes a hand motion and it lifts him up into the air and, uh, she has a thought for a moment and then with another twist of her hand, he just kind of crumbles into dust onto the, yeah, onto the pretty cool floor Pretty cool Yeah, it, it did look very cool. Um, you know, as far as, as far as like CG goes, it, it looked good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would think that, you know, she seemed conflicted about doing it, yeah. uh, but it seemed like, you know, you get the sense that in general, any stranger that comes across what they're doing uh, is obviously not welcome, and um, puts at risk whatever they're oh, there sure. for.
0: So sure. and might talk, you know, might talk. No matter how much they say they wouldn't, right? Um, you know, she can't risk it.
1: Right. So, so that happens, uh, and then yeah, this is then she comes across Amber. I think after that.
0: Right. So she comes across Amber. Um, who is uh, who's played by her sister? Um, she's she's sunbathing when they she arrives. Uh, oh, no, no, well, no. I think, it was she, she's just of, walking. Yeah. And she
1: says, "Hey," she sees her kind of creeping on her. Right. She says, "Hey," and then she uh they meet and talk and then she invites her to come back and they talk for a little bit. She offers her a beer, I think, right? Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. And. She, she says to come back and bring a bathing they're suit. Gonna, she, yeah, she, they're yeah, going to have friends and swim tomorrow. She says she doesn't have a bathing suit, and then Amber says she'll bring her one. All
1: right. Uh, and Amber's pretty cool character. She's like sort of uh, just dumb, like whatever, free spirited, doesn't have too much weird hang ups about meeting some random strange girl that just walked in from the woods. She's just like, whatever.
0: Right, right. Um,. And then, yeah, and then the, she goes back home, and the mom asks what she did today, and she says she just went for a hike. Uh, obviously doesn't reveal that she ran into anybody. Um, doesn't they don't even bring up the the guy right. And so I think it's right at this
1: point before the actual interaction. i can't I can't tell maybe it's afterward uh, where the mother makes the uh, the uh, the stick thing. It might be after can't remember
0: right oh also i think um during the hike she she does the eye thing which okay so this is a cool effect right yeah uh, Uh, yeah she she goes into the she goes to this door that's locked and she puts her hand up against it and the key comes out the back of her hand and it was it's a great effect uh if it was practical effects it it looks fantastic uh i couldn't even tell if it was cg it looked so good well, um, I think
1: it might be a prosthetic, and what they're doing is just playing in reverse, like playing think, in reverse, it,
0: putting it into a prosthetic. Of it, yeah, hold it, of it flap. Being pulled into it, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of what it looked like. Um so yeah, so they so she takes the key out and she unlocks the door. She does a little mini ritual, puts her hand on a book, covers her eye, and then we get this there's like a a fisheye effect with this what this uh, you know, Weird circle mist around the outside of the 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 shot of just the daughter walking. So we you know, we don't know how long she spied not for very long, but we know that she can spy at any time is is I think all that they're showing us here because um, she doesn't catch her doing anything. she just she just spies for a moment,
1: so the only thing that I'll maybe adjust to that is it seems like she makes this spying thing in the woods before she accesses it in the book like it seems like she makes the the wood stick sculpture of it's Mm -hmm. more or less a cross with a ring and then sort of like a diamond shape inside that ring because then she does something with uh the pushing of the stuff into her hand and the blood she spits blood or whatever or cuts blood and then she like releases it up into the sky like a kite or a balloon uh and then i it's it's after she does that then she goes to the book that it looks like it's almost as if she put this security camera drone that's in yeah, the yeah. sky now and she can access it and it's floating over their woods is what i right, how, right. that's how i interpret it sure. like how <laughs> so yeah no, but that's it's like, definitely cool yeah so I,
0: it's, a, it's a great interpretation it's like sh- what one thing i really liked about the movie is is how they they don't really explain very much at the beginning i mean you do get more of an explanation later but also like what you know about witches and witchcraft is pretty much out the window like this is a, a lot like the cursed was was a very kind of in my mind original uh, take on on lycanthropy or or the werewolf uh, story classic werewolf story. Um, they're yeah. like yeah these are witches but there are versions of witches they're they're like nobody they're like no other witches you've seen or heard of.
1: Yeah, well yeah I mean they're creating their own version of witch more or less than this.
0: Yeah, so that I thought that was really nice.
1: Right.
0: So she uh, pretty much. I think we cut pretty much right back to uh, to her going to the pool party now, because there mm-hmm. there there aren't a lot of beats in this movie. It's also very short. It's like eighty minutes.
1: Well, yeah, and then once things start to like kind of really tumble out of control with their relationship and the and Izzy learning what's happening or what she's capable of, it really starts to get into a a mind trippy type space. So it's hard to really have any anchors for this event and this event happen because it's all just like an experience by, by that point. So, yeah, so she goes to, uh, to the pool party where Amber has two other friends. Uh, their names aren't really important, but, uh, she's kind of happy and she's loving it because she's never been around people at all. And she's, uncomfortable uh, amber lets her borrow a bathing suit because she doesn't have one yep uh and so she puts one on she's like shy and sure, yeah. doesn't feel confident with herself because she you know it's her body uh, and so but she hangs out and then they just start well she's having a good time she plays the drums
0: and, and then there's, a, there's right. another like song that <laughs> and and was,
1: was such a fucking lame thing <laughs> like it was like, i get it but it was it was lame as shit
0: it it was it was a super lame setup, but I like the cover. Like like when the guy comes home, he's like, "That's an antique drum set." <laughs> like oh well, like yeah, it, that, like it was that, his yeah, drum was, set. Like, and they, like, right. they like they like right. took it out like. It, right, it was, like, was the uh, fact that it was yeah. there.
1: I I accepted the fact that it was there. Yeah. But it was her <laughs> utilization of the drums in this like lame ass beat that sounded not cool, and their overreaction. Like oh my god, that's yeah. sick! Like okay. They okay, could have.
0: They could have picked a more upbeat song to o- o- to overlay, so she did. She so she had more, you know, yeah, more action, more drum action, I guess. Yeah.
1: Right, make it a little bit more cool or exciting. Yeah. It just felt a little bit like uninspired, like whatever. But yeah. it doesn't matter. All she the, impressed them. They thought it was cool as shit. I,
0: I will say that I actually liked all the songs, like yeah, I thought the they I, were fun. I thought they were good. Like the, the they're they're like drum and bass with a little synth and. She's got some like really nice like haunting female vocals like it, it it's good stuff like if you're into that. I uh, mean the lyrics
1: uh, are a little weird. I think the one song was like cut snip, isn't mm-hmm. that like they just keep repeating cut snip or something like that?
0: Yeah, yeah. the The lyrics are are kind of out there, but it's 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 good stuff. They're very uh, uh, esoteric. I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> too so, too heady for me, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so the party or the the hangout. Um after the I was, drums.
1: I said, I said they're too heavy for me. They're esoteric. Okay. <laughs> they start to bring out alcohol. The guy has bought a bottle of tequila. And so they're gonna make do shots. And he starts pouring shots and he's like, Oh, this is tequila. Someone has to have the worm. Right. It's like again, we're talking Mezcal, but, but Okay, got it. Uh so he pours a shot. And the the warm one's dirty as fuck. Like, it's, like, got all kinds of dirt in it. And I'm like... Oh, yeah. And he just hands it to Izzy. Yeah. Like, he, he kind of mixed them up. He's like, you're looking at them and you're handing them to people. So there's no... There's no ruse here of, <laughs> yeah. like, where do, we don't know who's going to get it. Because then you're all going to look at it like, oh, okay.
0: You're the new girl. You're getting it. Um,
1: she's uncomfortable at first and, like, yeah. has hesitation because she's never eaten anything alive. She's right. only had sticks... Yeah, she she's, she she tells
0: them that she's vegan or vegetarian. I don't remember which word she used, but
1: she she doesn't eat man animals. Yeah, she doesn't <laughs> eat animals. Slap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they um, yeah. So she drinks it and she starts to uh, have an out of body experience. Almost.
0: Right, right. And she has no idea what's going on. You know, we can assume as a viewer that maybe it's the alcohol, um, but, you know, maybe it's the worm. Um, I think you see the visuals.
1: The screen starts to do little yeah. swirly twirlies.
0: Yep, yep. And then uh, and then the guy comes home, and they run.
1: <laughs> swirly
0: twirlies. The guy comes home, and they run in all random directions, except... Um, uh, Lizzie ends up with. Uh, She's with Amber, right? Izzy ends up yeah. with Amber. Yep. Yeah. And um, which we've
1: all done that. We're being somewhere. We're somewhere that we shouldn't be. Oh yeah. Someone comes and everyone says scatter. Just,
0: just, just run. So she, they're kind of talking to each other in the woods, and then she just kind of comes up and starts a one-handed choker. <laughs> Amber, you know, just throws her hand off and freaks out and says, "You're a weirdo," and runs off. And that's the last they see of each other for a while.
1: Yeah, the two of them. Uh, and then the homeowner
0: catches confront, her. Catches
1: Izzy. Yep. And this is where he says, I, those are my vintage drums. That's
0: my vintage drums. So, what the hell's the matter with you? He's <laughs> uh, like, you're, you're staying with me while I could call the cops. Um, right. And then it just cuts away, right?
1: Yeah, I don't She doesn't kill him, right?
0: No, no, no! It just cuts away, and right. and it's and it's her walking home, like her just right. coming over the crest back to her house.
1: Yeah, and the mother's looking from up top. Oh, also, she's only in her bathing suit. Oh, you know, she goes back to get her clothes. That's right. She goes back to get her clothes. That's how she
0: gets on. caught by the. Yeah, that's, that's how, how she gets her. caught. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, but and then her mother's looking, uh, and yeah, it's like, what happened today, or like how how'd it go, and like she just like it was fine, but she's like definitely like coming down from whatever high she had and she's like lethargic and kind of confused as to what the fuck just happened to her because yeah. it felt weird
0: yeah i don't re- i don't remember is this the part where she just says like i was with my, i was with my friends and she just kind of walks past her and goes to her room like and the mom doesn't even kind of acknowledge it she just kind of yeah like, goes in the room oh shit we gonna uh... have to talk about that later
1: Yeah, I think it goes pretty quickly because I did take a couple beat notes before it got crazy. Oh, and I took a note, and we'll wait for it. Um, Yeah, she goes into her room. Mom teaches her eating is power.
0: Right, okay. So she did say, she did say, like, so the mom's like, how was today? And she's like, I ate a worm, and and I was hanging out with my friends. And so the mom's like, oh, fuck, now it's time to have the talk.
1: Right. Yeah, the talk, which is, yeah. again, there's all these different layers that I think is really cool as far as coming of age, what a, and it's kind of like appropriate with fucking Turning Red coming up. Did you watch Turning Red yet? No. So it's the new Pixar one and a lot of people are upset or like, oh, it's too niche of a movie. This isn't a broad Pixar audience. It's kind of just fucked up because it's just happens to be a better girl coming of age and getting her first period but it's not overtly about her first period it's that she turns into a red panda (laughs) so it's like the subtext of it Yeah. anyways so this has subtext where it's like as a witch or this hellbender that they're being uh, on top of the fact that she's entering womanhood very soon if not already or becoming a one uh, it's just an interesting kind of Two paths of, like, uh, you know, what a normal uh, girl would be going through, and now what a girl with this other thing that's happening going through, and how the mother and daughter relationship is meant to kind of be uh, hand in hand uh, perceived or could be or should be, or this mother wants it to be for her daughter uh, to lead her into this experience and try to lead her the right way because that's what this is always, this is what the movie in general is about. Right. I want to welcome you into this life or this part of your life in the right way or the correct way the way that's most meaningful and right. positive to have the best outcome
0: right because you know we're, it's going to reveal that you know she the mother had done some horrible things and felt super guilty about it and and the hellbenders are very powerful and so it's, it's about you know learning to control the power so you don't make the same mistakes that she did um, uh-huh. which is a lot to say about parenthood is uh, what you want to yeah. do to your kids is is you want them to to grow up not making the same mistakes you did. Um, right. Unfortunately, you know everybody's got to make their own mistakes. <laughs> right,
1: and it, it's letting go to allow them to make those mistakes and watch the pain happen. Uh, that's just difficult. Everyone wants to not let that happen. It's hard. Right. Uh, so, so here's one one note that I took is like a lot of the things their interactions. I can't tell. It seems like they happen in dreams, in like a dream world. And not like, just in real life because of like what they're doing. So I don't know if it's that they're asleep or they enter some different plane of existence or that right. they create these little interdimensions. And this goes on for the rest of the movie. At this point, it's like they've yeah. opened this up now where they have conversations that happen in places I can't. I right. can't tell. Well, who well, they're
0: yeah. At. Once once she starts using her powers, uh, yeah, it does get pretty surreal. And uh, and there is a reveal later um, from the mother, and that kind of answers i think that whole question there um which we'll table for the moment so back to um upstairs so she was really pissed off too when she got home and i forgot she also said i'm not sick i'm not sick and i ate a worm and i was hanging out with my friends Right. so then she starts, and she goes upstairs and now we're having this conversation and so the mother starts it off with you're not sick you're very powerful And, um, you know, and I'm sorry, and, you know, I'm sorry I lied, and, you know, it it feels like a very familiar apology in, um, in any kind of movie where secrets are kept from main characters. Um, Sure. But this is where the, you know, the big reveal starts. And, um, I forgot what they eat first. Oh, the
1: first thing? Uh, Um...
0: Or does you I mean, do the... It's she not the ma- magus
1: right the, it's she, not the magus she takes her Maybe for
0: a she takes her for a walk and they do they do that mushroom spell right
1: yeah is that right yeah they do that thing what was that to do oh to smell stuff right to the mother smell. teaches you can her smell blood like on the wind right she's teaching her incantations where you mix this and this and then the blood and you do this and uh, you can experience this right and the one is like yeah you what do you smell she's like a crow fox
0: Oh, oh, it was two worms. It was a worm on the mom's plate and a worm on the daughter's plate. And she... The daughter was like, oh, come on, mom. Can't we eat a frog or something? And she's like... She takes her worm and puts it on the daughter's plate so the daughter can eat both worms. Mm-hmm. Um, as kind of like, here's your, here's your guided intro instead of, you know, the unguided one you took earlier. Right. Um, and yeah, so then they're walking and they do that spell. And... And it's nice like the mom is the, the mom is definitely I think maybe she's still s- you know scared of what might happen or scared for her daughter but she's definitely like glad that she can finally bond I think over this stuff instead of keeping yeah. it a secret. Um so I, there's definitely some some excitement there. Um mm-hmm. I know they like they get home from their walk and she's like she's like let's go to town. I want to go to town. I want to go see people and because she's you know she's had a taste of that too. And the mom's just like, no, 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 we can't leave the mountain until you're ready. Like you, you don't know your own strength. Um, it's just not, it's not safe for them.
1: Uh, so are we expecting that the whole maggot scene occurred already then, or we're talking like I can't nope, remember no, if that all I happens think, at the
0: same time. No, the maggot scene comes up, comes probably next. I mean, that it's yeah, it's so. it's it's not a montage per se, but it is a lot of just like time advancing. Is scenes and that's the other
1: thing too. A lot of time advances okay. and they don't do a good job of telling you. Hey, by the way, uh, a year later. <laughs> a year,
0: a year later, yeah. So, okay, thanks, yeah. guys. Like, so, so all dumb. these, all these scenes with her mom and her learning about her power, it does. Yeah, it covers a whole year, and they tell you, they tell you it real quick as a passerby. Well, but milk. whenever they do the
1: maggot scene, like I think there's a snow scene, and so I think you assume that it is winter at that point, and it started right. in the summer, so sure. I guess that makes a little more sense.
0: Oh, also, um, the their first meal together was kind of important because um, of the the different types of twigs and and uh, pine cones and whatever was on the plate. Okay. She 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 laid them out into a circle, and and she pointed at each of them, and she said uh spring eats the summer summer eats the fall fall eats the winter and winter eats the spring um and she and that's I think kind but, of but backwards or yeah. or backwards yeah but that's kind yeah, of yeah. the that's kind of one of their things as a hellbender yeah like, the, that's the, one their of little their, mantra, their yeah. mantras yeah so between that and the what do you need from town all i need is drumsticks that's what you have to remember that's all you have to remember <laughs> For later.
1: <laughs> remember these to understand things later. Yeah.
0: <laughs> these will okay. be. These are the callbacks. Um, the. If the you me- want to make any sense of this movie, <laughs> you will
1: need to remember this.
0: Yep. <laughs> okay. So. I stopped right.
1: taking notes after the magazine.
0: Right. So. Okay. So the magazine's next, essentially. Um, where. Do you
1: want to know how I describe the magazine?
0: <laughs> sure. Let's hear it.
1: <laughs> Envision. This is how you can. Picture what happens in this scene: two girls, one cup of maggots. Oh, it's (laughs)
0: sure. That's the scene. So the setup is: um, I guess they're mad at each other again for whatever reason. Probably because she won't let her go to town, Um, and she says, "Hey, come down here. Let's smoke a peace pipe." And the so the daughter goes downstairs, and she's got a little bowl, and she goes, "This is this is um, you know my my deal." And she takes it up, and it's maggots. And apparently, because of maggots and how they live so close to death, um, it's like it's almost like a drug or like a super high from you know in their in their world how they how they feed their how they feed their powers. Yeah. Right. So so they eat some maggots, and they go outside, and they're like laughing and having a grand old time tripping balls tripping, tripping <laughs> yeah. balls Seth. yeah and the, the daughter's like let's fly ma let's fly <laughs> uh yeah it's a good, it's yeah
1: spicy. well and so i i said what i said because then they start puking blood into each other's mouths yeah <laughs> okay
0: yeah yeah uh, So i was uh, like you
1: guys are gonna tone it down a little bit that's
0: and then, uh, and then, now. and then the mom starts making smoke shapes out of her out of nothing, and yeah, she keeps. And the daughter destroys them one after another, and then you know, real quick, the mom's just like, "I don't feel so good. I need a shower." Yeah. It's just yeah. A weird transition.
1: Well, I mean, her daughter just puked blood <laughs> into her mouth, <laughs> yeah. and she laughed about it. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> It's just weird. It's like they're just reveling in their raw, unadulterated power and ability to just do whatever the fuck they want, seemingly. You know, yeah. and it is cool. It's a neat bonding experience. It's As a viewer, you're like, you know, it's hard to really... There's no real way to... You don't have someone to kind of... A, it's just there. You know, yeah. you're not... It's like anything can happen at this point and you just are along for the ride. And this is where, like, for me, the the reins come off, and it's like this movie's just gonna go do its fucking thing, and I'm just along for the ride. I can't really understand or make sense. I'm just experiencing it at this point because it was all kind of grounded for the most part. And now I think, for the most part, it kind of starts doing its own fucking thing.
0: Yeah, and it get and it gets pretty crazy. Like it ramps up, and if, and I think the end the ending is definitely the best part. The last you know ten fifteen yeah. minutes. Um, so, then that's what we're already up to here. Um, I think after the, after the year, um, experimenting with her mom, uh, and the, <laughs> <laughs> and that's her crazy. powers, her powers, okay? Uh, <laughs> Just sick, she, man. she, she tracks down Amber, uh, who's closing up a shop she works at. She, uh, pops out in the middle or, you know, right in the dark and at the end of closing yeah. and. It's yeah. like, hey, I'm sorry I was so weird last year. Uh, here, I got you something. It's like a gift. It's it's your bathing suit. Yeah, it's your bathing suit. I wrapped <laughs> it for you. Yeah.
1: Oh, also, here's some uh, here's These, some hair ties that I yeah, fucking stole from that you. That I too. stole from
0: you. And so, so uh, she had almost she she had her one back by the by the bathing suit thing. And but they, then she they, told her. But then she told her about the bobby pins that she stole or whatever the hair clips. And, Here's uh, your uh,
1: your dirty underwear that I pulled out of the <laughs> trash can and yeah,
0: I was yeah. smelling. And she and she like even throws the gift back at her and is like, "It's yeah. like fuck you, I'm out of here." Yeah, you're um, weird shit. Still. You're yeah, you're weirdo. Um, so then, so that's like the, I guess the breaking point for for Izzy.
1: Yeah, because she's like, it was the only other contact she had in the outside world. Outside of her mother, and it kind of just got broken where she doesn't get to interact with her or experience that stuff. And so, yeah, she's kind of...
0: And and through the movie so far, we've seen some moments of Izzy wanting to go big or go home with her power. Um, You know, not quite understanding why they keep it under wraps. You know, maybe because she was sheltered for too long. Maybe because she was homeschooled. Um, Maybe because, yeah, she didn't get a chance to... um, you know, communicate with other children growing up, things like that. She maybe she doesn't really have empathy, right? So um so some pretty fucked up shit happens. Um we get I don't remember the sequence. Do you know do you remember the sequence? Or should we No just fuck jump? no, I don't remember the okay. sequence. All right. It goes
1: all over the place. Like uh the mother does eventually kill that other neighbor and right or does that guy just disappear? No, he just disappears. He She killed the, the first hiker. Yeah, There's she... a park ranger that confronts them yep. on their property. Yep. And they both cover and the mother, because the mother fucking killed the dude. Uh, yeah. And they're like, nope, don't know where he's at. And the park ranger is like, goofy as shit. He's like, yeah. oh, you're going to be something. Because like, yeah. he's talking to the girl and she makes up some story like, Oh, it could have been this thing that does this. I think she even says it could have been a helmet. No, no,
0: yeah, yeah. She tells him everything, and he's like, he's like, "Oh, you're funny. If you're, if you don't grow up to be this, you should grow up to be a writer." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she's like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." I think he just kind of leaves, and they. Yeah, yeah. He's they, like, "No, leave, sounds
1: good. I'll see ya." Yeah, they and leave that him the alone. That. Yeah, right. Leave
0: him alone, right?
1: Yeah, I think it was uh, just a way of like addressing the fact that they killed a guy or off early on the show. Someone right. should be looking for him. This now says we did what we had to do. Now we don't have to resolve anything about the real world and we can do our crazy shit right. for the rest of the story. And that's where things really go out of control. I don't remember how it all comes down. Because right. she's getting more and more irritated. and
0: Yeah. And she just wants to let loose. And, and she does. So there's some screaming. The mother's looking for Izzy. Yeah. Um, she... She... Open or she goes to the room that uh, that has the the key, and she puts her hand on it and the key doesn't pop out. she does it a couple times, and then she just opens the door because it's unlocked. And she's like, What the fuck? And there's a trunk there, right? There's a trunk, and she opens the trunk, and inside it, the trunk is like the inside of an intestine, but like gigantic. And she's yeah. got she's got this lamp, so she she hears the screaming, so she goes in, and she crawls through this thing for a long time. This is a long, bloody internal organ tunnel of some kind that yeah. Izzy has created. Um, so she comes out the other side, and there's Amber, and she's seemingly paralyzed, and uh, <laughs> the mom, they have a confrontation about it, and. Um, Oh what? Well, she's like, she's like, please don't, please, please don't kill me, save me, so, you know. And the mom is is like, what's going on, Izzy? What is this place? And Izzy's like, oh, this is my happy place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and, uh, and then you know, it gets revealed that uh, you know we have, they have the they self replicate, right? Um, they they self reproduce, mm-hmm. and so the the child eventually has to devour the mother, um, so the mother says that she's not ready and she's like sad, and the the Izzy just like laughs, and she's just like mom, I'm not gonna eat you yet, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go into town. Do you need anything? <laughs> and the mom goes bass strings. Yeah, uh, and that's and that's the end of the movie. So we know that, uh... <laughs> right? We know that she definitely kills Amber. We get some weird, trippy flashes too during this whole sequence where she eats the the uh, guy who owned the pool, and she's like, he's he's like half eaten, and she's like standing there. Um, lots of lots of like quick cuts and flashes and. All sorts of crazy, trippy, you know, colors and effects through all, through all of this stuff, and this is all yeah. like like I said, like in the last fifteen minutes of the movie, and it's there is no real sequence to it. Um, it's just like super. Um...
1: It's, yeah, it's very kind of like a twenty-four <laughs> art yeah. <house> yeah. <laughs> experience by the end, without any uh, you know narrative. Line to draw from A to B. Uh, it's just a bunch of visuals and feelings and experiences, sensory overload of of different imagery, to to depict chaos and and kind of like uh, growth or um, emergence into this, to accepting her powers and and feeling that she has the confidence now to be stronger and better than her mother because she her mother was kind of trying to fight back with some of her own powers, but Izzy kept overpowering her with what she was doing. Yeah. I think, uh, they have like the ability to shape shift in some kind of way and contort their faces in a different, uh, way. And her mother does it does something weird, but then Izzy Hat does one that looks much more, uh, violent and kind of scary as shit.
0: Oh yeah. Right. That's the hellbender coming out to right. to, de- to yeah. devour. Yeah. Yeah. Then, and those, those effects once again, were really good. Like they, they must have put like all the budget into effects, because um, you know for a B movie it looked it looked really good. Um, all right, so in summation, yeah, okay, our our beat by beat on this movie was was pretty poor, but it was tough. <laughs>
1: it, this is a hard one to do it was, because yeah. it's like it is. It's a very limited scope. I mean, it's not the same thing as you know. It has a couple sets, but. Uh, what's occurring for the most part, it's, it's the relationship drama between the mother and daughter. And it's hard to really relive the progression of yeah. or the devil, the evolution of, of how they, their roles as mother or daughter and what that means for their futures. And so it's, a, it, it's just difficult to really parse into it. It's well done. Like it shows the mother's continuous uh, fighting to, to correct the wrongs that she's obviously already done because the sheltered life that she was providing Izzy was not the right way to, to lead her to on the right path.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. At the end, during that, uh, during that conversation, she's, she, you know, the mother says, Izzy, you're good. You're a good person. And Izzy's just like, mom, you don't, you don't know me. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, and like, so yeah, for us to go through beat by beat, like there's a lot of, Uh, emotional uh, weight or importance that's placed with the dialogue and it's just difficult to really kind of, you have to experience it. It's not like a thing happens. It's things that are spoken and you can't recall exactly what words are spoken but you understand through the, the dialogues that they have like how the relationship is faltering and what things are coming up as issues now that have to be addressed and how it's gonna drive a wedge with this and that so it was beautiful in a lot of ways because of that i think that a different period of my life or um just different circumstances where i would appreciate it more or it would impact me more it didn't impact me in that kind of way i wasn't as immersed as far as a viewer outside looking in on this one for me i didn't get completely sucked into it
0: yeah yeah for immersion i think this this movie scores pretty low but you know for for indie low budget and then like you know like you said it kind of turns art house um for like the second half or or like the third act um you know overall i really enjoyed it i'm gonna have to give um hellbender a six um which which maybe maybe it deserves a five but honestly um I really like the music, so it's getting a six.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, it's falling into a five. Uh, I respect the hell out of it, and the fact that it was the family that kind of made it all together. It's oh, yeah. sweet as shit uh, that they were able to pull that off. Um, and the story is unique. It's interesting. It's creative. It all makes sense. It all works. Yeah. It's just, it just didn't hit me the way that other films hit me, so I'm going to no, just keep it in the middle of the road with a five.
0: Yeah, no, definitely entertaining, definitely worth the watch. Um, I I'll watch the hell out of Hellbender too. You know, Zelda's, uh, Revenge or whatever Zelda's Wrath. Or wait, that's her <laughs> real name. Sorry, uh, Izzy's Wrath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what and 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 I'll watch that. Yeah, but it's a it's definitely a solid six, um, from me.
1: Yeah, cool.
0: Uh, I think I think. Uh, and it is
1: streaming on Shutter currently.
0: Uh, I'm checking to see if uh, we have a viewer here who says a strong six. Uh, so I'm asking him if he actually watched it or if he's just parroting me. <laughs> <laughs> both.
1: Uh, I can see both being true. Both things yes. <laughs> can be
0: true. <laughs> All right. At least
1: in for me, I know not so much for you. Uh. <laughs> All right. We're
0: moving on to master. To master, I killed ya, uh, master. Two African American women begin to share disturbing experiences at a predominantly white college in New England. Uh, written and directed by Mariama Diallo, um, who I actually did a little research on.
1: Yeah.
0: And did uh, Mariama
1: Diallo make any Giallos? Probably not. <laughs> I'm going to ask them real uh, questions. Sorry, I, I yeah. really kind of.
0: It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Um, uh, okay, no. He didn't watch it. Uh, he's, he says that I was being greedy with the score. Yeah, I think I was a little bit. It it probably did deserve a five, like, <laughs> like uh, Rodney said. But once again, I liked the music, so I'm giving it a six. Okay. Master, this movie was excellent. Um, the rating is all over the place on this movie, and once
1: yeah, 4.8 uh, on IMDb. Oh 4,
0: 4, shit, 4.8 on IMDb. And and um, Hellbender had a, is- had a had a Hellbender had a 5.9, almost a six, which is that is that sweet spot for horror on IMDb. Master getting a 4.8 is crazy to me crazy to me so
1: yeah i know because there, we, i think everything that we've watched that we've talked about has been above a five i think oh on yeah
0: IMDb. oh absolutely yeah, everything this season so i'm gonna go out on a limb without reading any of these reviews and call everyone who didn't like this movie racist um before we even start talking about it and we are about to talk about race a lot yeah trigger warning <laughs> trigger warning this movie is that's what it's all about. Uh, we can you can tell from the, the one sentence intro I just gave the movie, which was yeah. the description on IND. It said
1: African American, so if yes. that upsets you, then don't watch it. Uh, yeah, if
0: yeah. you're
1: so here's the other thing, too. Um, Jordan Peele already made nope or not nope, get out. Sorry, so. You know how some people felt once uh, the Coen brothers made No Country for Old Men? They're like, you don't need to make another Western. They made the last Western that needs to be made. It was perfect. Right. I think that... I'm not saying that Jordan Peele making Get Out means you don't need to make another horror movie about race. Uh, but he kind of really fucking nailed it with it and so now any movie that kind of deals with those topics is gonna invariably be looked at with part of that lens
0: it's gonna it's definitely gonna get compared to it and and i'll and i'll tell you there was two moments in this movie where i felt like i was watching get out sure uh just from style you know it just felt like, yeah. like, oh, this is a scene right from Get. Out. Like, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't. They didn't. Come I know, and, and it's, it's unfair it's, to say it. It is. It is. It's hard it... to. It,
1: it it's such a defining genre film. that oh, yeah. he made. And I so mean... it's hard not to when you're dealing with race. It's just like when you're talking slashers, you're going to talk about the classic slashers. Right. If you're dealing with race and horror and how those genres and how those uh, cultural issues. Come to a head in a film, you can't help but acknowledge the past in with that movie. It wasn't even that long ago. When did Get Out come out? Like five years ago, maybe, if that.
0: Uh, it was a while It was a bit, but I mean, it was the best movie of the year and the best horror movie of the year. Like it, yeah. it. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what was better than it that year. Like Jordan Peele should have. You know, he he gets he gets the credit he deserves from that movie. It was it was that good. Okay. Master.
1: (laughs) Sorry, Noah, there's a, uh, IMDb has a Regina Hall, uh, how well do you know her IMDb credits? And we were just talking about that before we started. Well, it's funny.
0: Scary movie, one, two, three, and four. (laughs) (laughs) she, She was awesome in all of them. This includes uh,
1: uh, drama, horror, mystery, and thriller. So yes. for us to kind of note that this isn't uh, strictly horror, I think
0: right. obviously I'm, everyone agrees. I'm also going to bring you over to, the, um, to the, web, the, the web here for a moment just to show you the IMDb uh, panel. I'm going to yeah. flip over to the user ratings and show you why this has such a low score. 21.4%. Give it a one star. There is no way any of these people have seen this movie. This movie could not score beneath a five, in my opinion, from anybody, Mm -hmm. even people who didn't like it. Um, You know, four maybe. Um, There it is. The 21%, the 532 racist motherfuckers who just one-starred this movie without ever even seeing it. Sure. Okay, so going back to... Uh, going back to the two screener, here we are. <laughs> uh, I just got to call him out because this this yeah. movie was so was so good, and honestly, I saw all of the um. I saw all of this this crap, all these ratings about it before watching the movie, so I, oh, okay. I, I came into it with a with a maybe I, this movie difficult to
1: do before you watch it. because yeah. I, I, I don't like doing that. Right, so I. I, I it depends. I, it makes me feel good sometimes and then it makes me feel uncomfortable. It's like if it, I don't know, it just depends on the kind of movie it is and the rating that it gets. Sometimes it's like where I go in wanting to prove them wrong or I go in thinking, okay great, this is going to be fun and then I could be let down.
0: It's, yeah. I it's a hard
1: thing to do to temper your expectations once you do that.
0: So, so I I went in with a um, you know, the, the, the public has spoken in this movie isn't that good. Like this movie's like below average. And that's all I thought about it. I didn't have any more thoughts than that. And I was surpri- I, you know I was pleasantly surprised through the whole film. Um, so before the beat by beat, I think it's important to set up um, at least the two characters and how this film was shot. Um, so we have Regina Hall playing Gal Bishop, who's the first African American woman to be the house master at this um, this rich white college. Um, Ancaster. Uh, and then we have Jasmine Moore, played by Zoe Renee, who is a freshman at this college. Uh, yes. One of eight non-white students, or she's yeah. the ninth. One or the other. I, I doesn't really something know. like that. Yeah. There's there's uh, a handful. Yeah. Uh, and the movie is is essentially two stories interwoven. Um, mm-hmm. So we're getting uh, Regina Hall. Uh, as Gail, we're getting Gail's perspective, uh, and we're getting Jasmine's perspective. and they're they're going through two different storylines. It's not like one perspective of the events, the other's perspective of the events. The events do crisscross, but we're getting two, you know, we're getting two storylines.
1: yeah, it'll make you jump. Uh, it's kind of funny because it's they both are dealing. I, I don't know if you got that reference. They're both getting to deal with uh, like, approach horror and different things that's the one thing about this movie that's pretty awesome uh gail's story and what is horrific about the events that gail's going through or how gail perceives it is this and what jasmine perceives and what she's going through is this and you're never really quite sure what's actually happening i think you're led to believe that it must be this but they're still invested in the other thing and so right. you're constantly kind of like wrestling with what do you believe and what is actually going on and and are people perceiving things are they can you trust the the narrative perspective of the protagonist that you're with at the moment you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah i mean I, i'm going to say the brilliance of the film in in the writing yeah. of it is that you never really know who the villain is or what the villain is um except except for it being like not even blatant but the racism is subtle in some points a little more a little not so in others but for the most part it's it's that it's that racism that's built in to a society that it's been a part of for hundreds and hundreds of years where they don't even know that they're doing it. They don't even realize. Like, some of them don't. Some of them do, but some of them, they just don't get it. And the story being told from these two different perspectives is so interesting at how they experience these things and how they Mm -hmm. react to these things as they go through. Things that you and me, you know, walking down a dark alley and hearing a noise behind us, you know, we don't think twice about the noise behind us. We continue to walk down the dark alley, but the, but, you know, these characters, um, in the setting that they're in, uh, you know, have, have things to fear, um, from the noise, from the noise behind them. Um, even though they, they're on a presumably safe campus with security around and, just the perspective uh, of the film was so, was so good and it was delivered so excellently. Um, Anyway, I think we, yeah, there's a
1: lot to, there's a lot to unpack about it and there's so much going on. Uh, I mean, I feel like we're obviously we have to acknowledge that the two of us in our backgrounds don't have the same perspectives that others are going to have with this, or maybe uh, is going to impact other people differently. Uh, and we're going to do our best to try to relate to the characters. Obviously, we don't have the same kind of lived-in experience that these characters are going to have, but we can only put ourselves in a position, so we'll do our best to navigate this topic as sensitive and kind of as intelligently as possible, which I think we're both well capable of doing. Uh, But it's a discomforting uh, thing to get into, and uh, this movie wants to play with that discomfort and... Do really unique things and oh. make you feel and experience something. So
0: the, yeah, the opposite. The opposite of Hellbender, I was completely immersed. Um, yeah. And and it, it wasn't Gels character; it was Jasmine's character. I I was Jasmine through this whole she movie. She was awesome. I was yeah. sucked. I was sucked right in. Everything she felt, I was felt sitting on my couch. Uh, I, mm-hmm. yeah. It it was. Horrible <laughs> like to experience. Yeah. Um so anyway, here we go.
1: So yeah, you set it up with the two of them, uh one being the house master the first African American housemaster on the campus, and uh Jasmine being the freshman. And it is pretty much starts with the two of them experiencing uh a a roadblock The very, very first time that they're, or a stumble or a misstep or an unfortunate experience, the very first day and very first moment that they're now in these new roles. Gail gets to her building, the house that she'll be living in on campus. Her key does not work at first. And so she's got her boxes. She's ready to get in and start this new journey. She can't get in. She's locked out. It's a literal barrier, and it's also just signifying there's still something stopping from you being allowed into this establishment, you know? Right. And then Jasmine is walking with her book bag on this. Uh, it's like the freshman welcoming ceremony and a bunch of students are dressed in all their blue and yellow colors for Ancaster. What was there? The Ancaster witches, Ancaster witches. Yeah. And, uh, girl approaches her with the clipboard. Oh, who are you? And she introduces herself and she's like, okay, Oh, you're in this room. And, She's like, "Hey guys, come here," and they all like kind of like huddle up, and they're like, "She's in this room," and they all, and then they don't say a fucking thing about it, and they just make her feel weird, and they're like looking at her like, <laughs> "Okay," and they just walk away, and so it's yeah. like she's confronted with like feeling ostracized or feeling like the odd person out. She doesn't look like everyone else, and so for me, it was like both of them are almost 2 fish out of water type situations where they're going to be in a position where there's already. Bad feelings is off to the wrong right. Well, well, wrong, what what I li- what
0: what I liked about the gale scene and exactly to what the point you're describing is she calls La maintenance, and and maintenance doesn't believe her, right right like and and you know uh, maybe it's just uh, a man woman thing uh, in this case because I get accused of doing this to to uh, Anastasia all the time where <laughs> where. Uh, <laughs> you you know she calls him in and she says i just tried my my key and, I, and my door won't open and then you don't hear what he says but you hear her say well yes of course i tried it <laughs> like like you know he was like well did you try the key <laughs> like did you jiggle the handle <laughs> like um... and that's the
1: thing a lot of the things that experience that the character experience you can you can see it under a lens of this is uh you're saying it or you're reacting this way because of race or you're saying this because of sex or you're saying it because of uh class or whatever uh those things are always there and you're never sure what to trust with how people are interacting because you can't because they can disguise their uh their prejudice under the veil of something innocuous and innocent and it's that's like the worst way to be uh you know it's like you hide it behind this other persona or this other thing that's available sure. oh, I'm just, I'm just the librarian checking books. I'm just supposed to do this. Right. I actually don't trust you because of how you look, you know, and that's like soaked into everything that happens. in the- So the way that they just took the movie, you're already just, you're uncomfortable and you know, like they're going to be going through this, oh, yeah. uh, the whole film, you, you know, you're going to, what you're lined up for. And so I thought it was a great start with that. <clears throat>
0: Alright, so uh, Jasmine makes it to her room um, to find her... Well, her roommate uh, comes in after, uh, introduces herself. Uh, The names are... Uh, Amelia? Amelia, I believe is the roommate. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then she, she ends up with a few more friends, uh, Chrisita, Katie, Libby, none of these names even matter. Yeah, it doesn't really
1: matter. Yeah, Amelia is the main roommate, and, uh, yeah, Chrysita. Okay. Uh, I mean, I guess it makes sense with the school that they're at. It's like a, it's a big school, which we'll get to whenever we get to, uh, Gail's speech. But, yeah, so Amelia's already got her shit in there, and, uh, they, as she comes to the door, she startles Jasmine as she's looking at the light on the wall and everything, and but they yeah normal interaction, like, oh, hi, who are you? It's like freshmen yeah. meeting each other for the first time, strangers, and, like, it's a normal interaction. You don't have any reason to believe that Amelia is going to be a, a bad character for Jasmine. To with.
0: Right, and I, I did enjoy um, the beginning of Jasmine's interactions with her friends. Um, they do kind of, they do kind of, all, are all friends, acting age-appropriate for college girls, and everything seems mm-hmm. kind of normal, but, uh, for a brief period um in the beginning and and it was all and it was all written very well and um oh one thing we forgot to mention was there are um captions black screen captions to each chapter oh right yeah title card title cards yes um, did you write those down? Uh, no, no I was watching okay. it. Alright, uh, no. all
1: right. uh I mean, so... They the, were long! They, like, the, like, used a lot of words, and, like, and there was, like well, quite a few of them.
0: I remember the first one was, um, uh, could someone clean that up? Please. Please, yeah, could someone clean that yeah. up, please? And yeah. then, uh, yeah, okay, so, what happens next, Rob? Uh,
1: we get to, uh, now it's at, all the kids are gathered at, uh, one of the local, what? one of the, one of the buildings and Gail is giving a speech welcoming to the class of 2023 and what Ancaster College is all about. And it has a legacy and all these great things have come from here. Um, it was some famous person, safety school uh, right, where they and they or they didn't get in, so they or went to their safety in. school, Harvard. Harvard, yeah. So they're <laughs> just saying like, this is a good fucking school. This is top of the line. Yeah. And she reiterated, whatever you uh, do from here on forward, you will never go home again. This right. is your this home. Is your She's home. just like you know, it's, it's the it's the thing. This is your home. The only oh, but they mention uh, Margaret Millet, who was the witch that was hung and executed. On campus grounds, years and years and years ago, uh, for practicing witchcraft, because yep. um, she said like that was a real story. I can't say that this Harvard story was real, but I do know that this did happen. Right. And anyways, the only thing that's gonna haunt you here is that last slice of pizza that you eat. Gosh. And ha ha ha, you know it's a freshman. You know you're just just chucking it up with them. But she's like, I am here. I am the house uh, master, and I am more than just a professor. I am. I can't remember what she uses, what word she uses. A friend or a confidant, someone that you can go to. It right. seems almost like she's like the RA of, yeah. or the right. area coordinator for this dorm or a couple of dorms for the freshman class. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, she just gives her speech, and that is that, I'm pretty sure, uh, for that part.
0: Right, so then I think the- – yeah. <clears throat> Jasmine will be uh, with her with her new friends or they're all Oh, she talks about other. the the
1: primal scream is the last thing. She's like oh, you right. start and end each semester with the primal scream and that's what right. you'll be doing later tonight. It's a tradition here at Ancaster. And right. so then we get that evening where uh, the kids are all out the windows ah! primal
0: scream. Right. And, and then it comes and then it comes into the room with Jasmine and and all the new people she's meeting. She asks how they met. They tell some stories because they all went to school together and now they're all doing together. shots. Uh, doing never shots. Have I Ever. Yep. Right. I never um, have I ever. Yep. Yeah. And then it comes to Never Have I Ever Peed My Pants. And Jasmine tells a story because she sleepwalks. Um, yeah. Which is obviously a device. And we're introducing it now. So here it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and she woke up uh at a friend's sleepover peeing into an open dryer and she says that she didn't just pee her pants she peed everybody's pants
1: yeah Yeah, (laughs) it's like it's a very natural scene obviously some girls are kind of like laughing about it and thinking like that's hilarious you're fucking cool for telling me that story and you see some prudish girls are like that's fucking gross and i don't like you right Uh, and this is where the one girl spills something uh, at the start of the scene, she spills the drink or whatever. Yeah. And she says, "Can someone clean up, please?" And because she's not going to clean it up, yeah. And she and so then some another girl in the room throws the rag to Jasmine, the only person of color in the
0: room. In the room.
1: And tell her to clean it up, and she's like, "Whatever, like, I'll clean it up."
0: <laughs> but she doesn't. She like. I she think like, she grabs it. But yeah, she like she, she grabs like, the, the rag it. and she like puts it under uh, like under her yeah. leg. Like she sitting sits on it. She doesn't clean it up. Right, which no. I which I thought was very nice. <laughs> um, okay, so so then
1: the other thing is now the other part because we're gonna keep going back and forth uh, is that we get uh, Gail is sitting for her portrait as housemaster. There's gonna be a guy that makes a hand physically made portrait of uh, her, and he's like just telling a story. She's looking nice, and but it's like an awkward type interaction, and yeah, you get a the sense hand.
0: that. Yeah, you get the sense that he doesn't want to do this. and No! And every once in a while, yeah, you hear the bells. So the bells are going to be a reoccurring thing for Gail's story.
1: Right. you hear She hears the ringing, and she's like, well, what was that? Or I heard that. And he's like, we can stop. Ooh, this is a point where we can stop anyways and take it up later. And so they yeah. split. But then she starts to go looking around, and she finds that there's, in the building she lives, there's a servant's quarters. And the right. bells are Downton Abbey call bells, where this bell has been rung in the master bedroom, this bell was rung at the dining room, so that the servants that are taking care of the caregivers, and ones led to believe that these were obviously more than likely, these were slaves from back in the fucking day that were serving here, and maybe, if not, slaves at some point since then were at least servants' quarters that were more than likely African-Americans serving white
0: Right. Because for, right from this scene, we're gonna get a couple random campus shots um, through like a day of school, and you're gonna find um, an African American, um, I want to say like a almost like a housemaid in the background, and mm-hmm. then you're gonna go to the kitchen where um, there's a, a black dude cooking, and then and then you go to the to the big black lady uh, server, who's right. who's like all peaches and gravy to the white kids. <laughs> no, no, really, she's like she's like laughing it up. Yeah, no, she, uh, she said
1: peaches she, and gravy. Yeah, yeah, fuck. yeah.
0: She's like laughing it up with them. She's yeah, you know, she's shirt super the over the top. And, like, and, how you doing, yeah lady? How wh- you doing, yeah. honey? And, Oh, uh, what well, ja- she
1: look? Look at you, looking cute and yeah. everything. And Jasmine gets there to get of, her food, and, for and her. they're all they're
0: all white students, and she's yeah. talking like that too. Right. And then Jasmine gets up there, and she just gives her the fucking death eyes, and doesn't even serve her the food. Doesn't just say like a fucking mm, thing. Just, just gives looks, the dirtiest, stares but... at her. Yeah.
1: So, and you know, I think that it obviously communicates. It's very clear. Uh, but we're only left to assume how to believe. Like it's she just definitely doesn't trust her for whatever reason, like who knows why maybe it's that she doesn't yeah, th- like this is... her being a part of right. the student body because yeah. she sees her for what she is. And she, is, yeah. she thinks she does.
0: This is definitely an example of racism that I cannot attempt to understand. Right. Like the black and white stuff. I I can get it from both perspectives not this one (laughs) like this one uh, i'm uh, not even gonna seeming,
1: the seeming black on black racism (laughs) yeah yeah
0: yeah like this kind of interaction i couldn't even pretend to understand and i and i'm sorry for yeah that's all that i would be yeah
1: that's all that i could assume is that it's like uh it's maybe even just a class thing where uh she feels connected to her maybe if uh, and at least through race is the what she can relate to And she doesn't trust that she should be in this environment with these students for whatever reason.
0: Right. Yeah. You feel bad for Jasmine. You feel bad for Jasmine too in this moment because she almost approaches the lunch lady with, with hope, with hope. Right. Because she's so nice to all the, all the other students. And, you know, she's like, like, why wouldn't she be nice to me? And, and she's a person of color. So maybe we could actually have a conversation and, and uh, no, no, she gets shut down. So it's it's like very sad, um, this moment. And uh, right. yeah, I I I couldn't imagine having to experience something like this.
1: Uh, so then, let's see. It goes pretty quickly. Then the next thing is with uh, she's in class. It, it could be right after this, but she's in class now, and this is where we meet the the other lead adult that we're going to be following Liv. live
0: live um, yes live she's
1: teaching what is, was a, a literature course and they're discussing the scarlet letter and nathaniel hawthorne and what did this mean and what did that mean and th- she's asking the class to to understand what did why is the character named pearl and what did hawthorne mean by this and they're just doing, like, critical analysis of an older text. And uh, Jasmine thinks she understands. She wants to be the go-getter. She's raising her hand. She's very confident uh, from where she comes from. And rightfully so, we find out later in the in the movie. Yeah. And Liv shuts her down pretty quickly or goes to another student that has a different answer that is more ev- uh, evocative of racial... Subtext in yeah. Hawthorne's uh, novel, and she's like, "Yes, you're right. That is good." Very, and she praises that student. And Jasmine's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? No, it, it's it was just this. Like, it's um, not always about that. It doesn't have to be there." Yeah. So it causes the conflict right away, and uh, it's like she's. I think Liv even uses the term critical race theory in the context of the Scarlet Letter, and and that it's like this is the whole. Semester, She's going to be trying to f- thread this needle of how do you you pers- uh, take that kind of a critical analysis to these older texts. How can you look at it through a lens of uh, critical writing and to see what was meant and what wasn't meant but was overt by him just writing it in the story. Uh, but it's frustrating for Jasmine because she was the top of the top of her class. And so now she's in a rare yeah. where she's not seeing I'm a good student and she says I'm a bad student, and this is gonna be the conflict for the rest of the semester.
0: Right. I have no idea what happens next.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I well, I stopped taking notes a little bit after the, the next beat or two. And we don't have to go back to back. Uh, but now so that it was, but that's kinda of how the story goes. They keep going back and forth. Yeah, they do keep going back and forth. Gail's try... having a dinner party. And yeah. so she's having guests over and they're all congratulating her. You meet a couple more characters. Liv is there. We find out Gail and really good friends. But really good Gail's friends. in a position of authority, yeah. uh, and a higher level of academia status where Liv is sort of like a, an adjunct trying to get tenure. Yep. Yeah. And um and that's gonna be she's gonna be up for tenure and they're considering whether to keep her. Gail finds the cookie jar under her fucking thing so that's like another thing where she sees a goddamn like big cookie jar of a woman wearing a uh like a handkerchief on her head and like completely black opaque paint on the face it's a, it's a cookie jar from fucking way back when and it's just gross shit yeah she sees it and she's like what the fuck like yeah so i uh, will say here at this point and it's already it's well past that point but and that's the one thing I will I will I will neg this movie for is that they they kind it's a little hamfisted or a little too much too on the nose sometimes. Mm. It's like moment after moment after moment after moment that are tinged with the racism. I can see that being a turnoff for some people because it's like I get it. I don't need to see it in every fucking scene or every fucking right. instance. And maybe that's just unfair for me because. That's just really how things can be for certain people. Sure. Uh, and so maybe it's fair to feel that and be seeing it all the fucking time. But it seemed like, at least if I'm trying to understand it, I didn't need to see it all the time. And so I, I can see it both ways. But I'll be... Yeah, it's it's in every almost every scene. There's yeah. racial. Yeah,
0: conflict. And I, I I really... um For me, it was... When it was subtle is when I... Was when I enjoyed it more. I don't. I, I don't think "enjoy" is the right word. You, you, you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? <laughs> I Could appreciate the artful manner with <laughs> yes. their discussing yeah. racial tension. Yeah. I I actually agree completely too with the cookie jar being a little too much. But then you go to the dinner party and you have the dialogue there, and and it was like yeah. every every line I, was like was like just just li- just laced with it, and it was like.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. She fucking said. Uh, the guy's like, "Oh, who knows? And maybe next step you'll be president." And obviously, he means president of the university. But then the other fucking broad's like,
0: "Oh, well, what are we gonna call we'll our block?" Uh, I'm like, "Oh my god, Jesus Christ!" <laughs> like, okay, I, I got it, guys.
1: <laughs> like, I was like, but I could also see some dumb fucking person saying a stupid comment. I've I've been in the room with people saying stupid fucking comments like that. There's a black person, and the black person isn't the uh, majority of the persons in the room, and someone makes a dumb comment and uses like, and it happens with the girls, because uh, I think the next scene is the girl uh, Jasmine goes back to the room where uh, Amelia is having a party, and all oh, the kids right. are the the other kids are up on her shit. Like yeah. I was upset with Jasmine here. If I came back to my room and my uh, sweet mate had their friends on my bedspread and the shit bed, and yeah, be like yeah. the, f- the fuck obviously she doesn't want to ruffle feathers she's being a sport she's biting her tongue because she knows probably from historically you're not going to get anywhere whenever you act a certain way especially here you have a lens on you uh she bites her tongue and she goes along with it. but then they they want to introduce her or get to know her she doesn't say her name right away and so they all start saying beyonce uh, Lizzo and like yeah. and it's just like that, yeah. It's fucked up, and it's like a, but they name like fucking like ten other people, famous black actors, actresses, musicians, yeah. whatever. It's so offensive, and they don't give a shit, and yeah. they're just like laughing it up, having a good time, getting high.
0: Yeah, because I mean these are definitely like the rich white kids of like the like she didn't just get like stuck with any um just any roommate she got stuck with a roommate who is friends with the rich white popular you know freshman yeah like, like it it's, was it's, funny they had it's a definitely term. like the villains from a 80s uh, comedy right <laughs> like
1: yeah <laughs> uh and they called it something fun like they they called themselves dwight's uh dumb white something getting high together Oh, okay. I can't... I I don't know if you caught it. It was, like, kind of, like, self-deprecating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, they thought it was a cool thing, too, that they called themselves that. And it just, like, signified that, like... It's just, like... The idea is, like, it's a class thing, but it's also, like, a thing where the consequences don't matter. They're freshmen in their fucking dorm their first year, and they don't give a shit about smoking pot, about getting drunk. Yeah. And as far as when I went to college, like, that shit... Like, we did it all the time, but you had to be super fucking careful getting that shit in and, and whenever you're partying, like, if you had too much noise, you are going to get shut down and get in trouble.
0: Right. Yeah, in trouble.
1: In,
0: in trouble. Right. Okay. So uh, I stopped so, taking
1: notes after this.
0: Okay, <laughs> alright, so we'll power through. Um, I, I can <laughs> remember... B for B doesn't
1: matter. I time. can
0: re- I you can remember to- the scenes word for word once, the, once you remind me of the scenes, but you gotta remind... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you gotta... You so, gotta Feed me. Well, it's All
1: difficult right. here because things are gonna. Uh, the events that are gonna happen, we can kind of just parse through, and we'll try to pick up the.
0: Right. The so, so, and... so let's go right back to Gail for a moment, um, since it's night, dinner parties wrapped up. She starts getting. These... So, so, what's cool about this movie is uh, we were talking about it before we we started even Hellbender. Um, it definitely paints this picture of paranormal, and so you never really know. Um, where the villain is, who the villain is, where it's coming from, and they yeah. they they definitely like blame the witch, right? At three thirty three is when it happened. At three thirty three, they're gonna come and take another freshman, and this is where she learns the story actually at this party right now for, with yes, these, from, from these guys. Um, they take yeah, a freshman Margaret every Miller, year. Yeah. yeah, the the girl in you know the girl in your room hanged herself, right? was the story um which is why your room is haunted um and so gail is also just um experiencing these kind of disturbances with this ringing bell with phone calls this is where she gets the phone call who says this is uh i can't remember the name i need to talk to you about my daughter she's Mm -hmm. like she's like call um, the bursar's office <laughs> like this, is a, this isn't my <laughs> yeah. job this is a home ma'am and like hangs yeah. up on her um, right. and it was like kind of a mysterious call um, and uh, may, maybe the first instances of maggots happens here
1: uh, it, I can't remember it, when it actually occurs like yeah on the one phone because uh, well, she's talking to she has to read because the other thing is they're at the university and so like yeah the whole academia with Gail is what's gonna be going on, and how to navigate that as uh, who she is. She's on the she's reading her speech or something to her friend, and that's when she sees the first instance of magus. She opens up a drawer for like a like washcloth or something, and yeah. So someone the exterminators come and they clean them out. But
0: yeah, they vacuum them up. The other the
1: portrait Magus I think happens a little later. A little but bit in, later, yeah. It
0: doesn't... I don't know how much
1: it matters here. But essentially, what you are getting at, which I want to focus on here, is to develop, and this is what's happening, and this is where the interpretation and the experience of the movie starts to become very, very interesting, is we just talked a ton at the front end here as far as like overt racism uh, and that being the driving force of what the characters are experiencing. And You're seeing it scene after scene after scene. And the witch stuff has always been in the background with and so now that we've heard the story from the kids, the 333, the hanging, and that we have the paranormal element come out. <clears throat> and from here on out, Jasmine was impacted by that story. She is thinking and feeling and seeing all the things that she's experiencing. She cannot help but experience it through the lens of the paranormal
0: right? Uh, for the most part. She, has, she sees uh... things like that. Yeah, she has nightmares um, every night. Now we get a little, a little nightmare, um, usually ending in, I want to say like some kind of death. I can't. I'm trying to picture one of the nightmares.
1: Uh, well, like okay, well, the very first one I think happens shortly after, or like that night after she hears the scariest. Uh, it's right. three thirty-three, and you pan to her bed, and you see under the bed, you see a hand come up and rake, rake at her forearm. Right, uh, and I don't think she's having any other dream. Or when she wakes up, uh, she sure. seemingly wakes up and she's looking. Her roommate's gone, and yeah. so like I'm thinking in my head, okay, the roommate's fucking with her. The roommate got up at this time, just fuck with bed. her. Yeah, she freaks out. She's she gets under the bed. She's looking under the bed, and then all of a sudden it's morning. It's and more, The yeah, roommate's it's saying righteous. something, and she's like, "What?" I and she's like, "Are you really doing this right now?" And she storms out of the room softly, as if
0: yeah.
1: her Amelia was trying to have a conversation with her. Right. And Jasmine had no fucking
0: clue, and that and then you see her arm, and there are some scratches on it,
1: yeah. so now, so so the paranormal stuff is like, so you're already seeing it. She's experiencing it. And now you can't help but you can't just associate. There's paranormal. And yet there is this uh, just overt racism of what's happening on campus. And it's constantly getting pulled back and forth uh, with the way that the characters are interacting, the things that are going on you're never really sure what is happening because of it. You're always yeah. questioning the interactions because of that. And I think that they play on that beautifully throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. So. And then, so, so then you've got the, um, you know, the kind of in your face, uh, witch stuff with, uh, Jasmine. And then you have this almost like haunted house ghost story going on with Regina. um, which, which you know, doesn't really have any any foundation other than the fact that she's just getting weirded out over and over again. And, like, her, you know, her own personal stress levels are rising as she's, like, she's not sleeping well. Um, you know, there's some stuff going on with uh, Liv that we're about to get into. Um, you know, she's trying she, to... She
1: keeps hearing the bell. Like, that's the only yeah. thing. The one constant element is, like, the bell keeps ringing in her house. And it really doesn't make any fucking sense for it to be
0: a She goes on runs with Liv, but then she goes on runs by herself. And one run uh, scared her pretty bad. Um, But we can come back to that, too. Right. Um, Okay. Because we have to move on to... There's a meeting of um, basically everyone who was at the dinner party, except for Liv, um, to discuss Liv's tenure. Um, Yeah. Uh, Before this, though, okay, I guess we have to set this up. Uh, Jasmine received an F on her paper um, about the Scarlet Letter. And she brought it to Liv, and Liv was just like, it's just not right. Right. Not that it's not good. She said your writing is great. And everybody says her writing is great, everyone who she makes read it. Um, But Liv just says it's just wrong.
1: Um, I like this part, too, because, like, obviously – I spent a lot of time off well, my background, you know, my background, but like I college educated and uh, the academia angle of this I was really intrigued and interested in. Uh, and this conflict was very frustrating and like livable for me because, and, but it also as an adult now live, the professor is forcing the students to approach this, and see this text and interact with this text in this angle that she's like, she's pigeonholing it, like making you, you have to look at it this way and discuss it this way. And, uh, and Jasmine just doesn't buy into it. She's like, no, it's not there. That's not a real thing. And so like, I respect that. Like, it's almost like the argument, like you don't have to inject race or this perspective into everything created then because it didn't have that in mind. And I, I like that idea, that Jasmine believed that in a lot of ways. Uh, because I think that's part of the problem now. A day is, like, people make something about nothing and that's not necessarily why the art was created whenever you consider text I'm not saying it's not always a part of it, but I like that idea of it. So, yeah, so Liv says it's not correct. Uh, and Jasmine now wants to dispute that, so she goes to Gail. Uh, I think they have an argument about the roommate. There's an, something she's there for whatever other reason right i guess it was right. just about the paper she wanted gail to read the paper and then it's like okay this and it's the dispute she's filing a dispute gail's yeah. very conflicted because gail wants to accept her uh and advise her but she wants to protect Liv too because Liv's her friend and and, and this
0: could ruin her, her, tenure, her tenure track
1: and Liv is a seemingly uh you know is, is a person of color, uh, another black faculty member that obviously Gail wants to associate with and have like part of the team, you know, help build another female black leader in the university and help feel more comfortable and at home herself. There's all those reasons there. And so she's very conflicted to some student uh, or her, her colleague, you know? And so, yeah, so the, the senior jumping to yep is that they're talking about the tenure. They're, they're talking uh, about the
0: tenure yeah. and, um, they don't want to give it to her, um, for the most part. Um, yeah,
1: lack of publishing.
0: Yeah, lack of publishing. Gail is what they say, but yeah, yeah. Gail chimes in with a with a strong argument for, and then they make a few more arguments against, and then they kind of like prod Gail, hey Gail, you sure? And Gail's like, oh fine. There are some potential one, issues. One of her yeah. students brought forth the the complaint, so she does. She does her job, right? She reveals right. to the information. She doesn't She tries hide to take herself yeah. out of it. Yeah, try, yeah, tries to be you know, uh, objective. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, giving that information, um one of them says, uh, well, we need to wait and see. We need to table this conversation till after the investigation. Yeah. Um, who was a Asian man um who is the only other uh, non-white member of the faculty that I saw in the film mm-hmm. and um, and never, uh, I don't know if they did this on purpose or not, but never is uh, included as a person of color or like, is, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, um, right. So, you know, maybe they did it on purpose, maybe they didn't. Um, maybe it's because he's a man. I, I don't know. Whoa! Right, yeah, I know, because <laughs> okay. I mean, not only are the three main characters, uh, the three uh, protagonists, um, you know, African American, but they are also all women. So it's yeah. it's it's two unique angles um, that like that they're viewing all of these things or experiencing all of these things from.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So. Uh yeah, it's after this that it's gonna start to get muddled but more or less uh I think what's progressing now is uh you know the seasons I guess things don't really start to go the next big pinnacle event is uh I think Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and I think already at this point Jasmine is starting to dabble and do a little bit of research about the university. Right? Yep. She's her interest has peaked.
0: Yeah, she, she's she, going
1: and looking at microfish.
0: Yeah, she grabbed someone's file. She found some interesting stuff. She read it in the library or in the files room or something.
1: Yeah, uh so She's, she's that going it was down the rabbit hole. It was the paranormal.
0: it was the girl who hung herself in her room. Yeah. File. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. She wanted to understand more about yeah. that because she couldn't that the dream she had. Uh, so she's didn't doing that.
0: So Liv's leaving town, um, but Gail is staying for Thanksgiving. She's staying for Thanksgiving. Pretty much all her friends are leaving. Um, yeah. Uh, she's, like, alone somewhere, or maybe, I think, in the library. Yeah, they're like, the library's closing, last call, and, like, the lights go out. And then all of a sudden, the lights go red, and there's an alarm. And uh, she runs out of the building to a fire, and the camera zooms out to reveal a burning cross. hmm Um, so now we've really ramped up the, the, there is a force that I'm going to go ahead and call mortal, not paranormal, uh, who's trying to send a message, who's trying to send a message to, uh, you know, maybe all of the students of color or maybe to Jasmine directly.
1: Yeah, it's hard to say because uh, because there's the dream sequences that Jasmine experiences uh, and the, the real events that are occurring are so intermingled, it's hard to really be sure-footed about what you should trust and believe. So yeah, the cross happens. And the other thing that we forgot to mention, I think the conflict, the reason she's in Gail's office at some point, a lot of happens. But uh, Jasmine... Uh, comes home to find uh, the word leave carved in the door of her with room a, right, and with a, a noose, noose on, yeah. the, on the handle. And so it's like, or no, Gail answers the door and she's like, what is this? And Jasmine's like, I don't know what the fuck this is. I was asleep. And you like, you didn't hear anything? Some carved into your goddamn door and you didn't hear it? Yeah. It's, like, it's, so, it's like the fact that that happened when she was asleep. It's all very odd and bizarre. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the <laughs> the burning cross happens. And Gail sees it with uh, Jasmine uh, and is like, you got to get away, get away, get away.
0: Because, yeah. you know,
1: fire. And, and they start freaking out a little bit. And I think that that's right around the Thanksgiving break.
0: That is that, that is the Thanksgiving break. Yeah. Um, okay. so... so she's already had the falling out with her roommate, correct? Yep. Or yep. is about
1: to at this point.
0: Yes. Um... Uh, there's a
1: party uh, that Jasmine goes to.
0: Right, she's right, right.
1: drinking and dancing, and I think it's Tyler. Yeah, might be one of the guys that's Amelia's sort of boyfriend, not real boyfriend. Right. It, it's college. Yeah. Uh, they hook up sometimes. You you would perceive, you would imagine that yeah. they're going for. It. So
0: they're making out. Uh, yeah, he yeah. comes
1: on to Jasmine, and she yeah. goes along with it because whatever you're yeah. she, kissing, you She doesn't college. know any.
0: She doesn't know any different because right. nobody right. told her that they yeah. were dating. Right.
1: Amelia comes in, sees it, and then that's now their relationship is is fucked more. And but the name
0: just... of that chapter was "I hate you." and then the the last thing right. she says she she comes in and she whispers, "I hate you." And yeah. then we get, and then we got a new title card.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they kind of use it, and it was neat because the way that they did it, you got about them for a period of time, like the pasting of the cards happened and that like the second one. You forget that it happened that there was a title card that they're doing those things, and then right. they say it, and you're like, "Oh shit, yeah!" And that was kind of, and like they happen with quicker succession by the end of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, they they pretty much are always dialogue too, uh, which I thought was cool.
1: Uh huh, yeah. I don't know if that just references like certain books that had that or fun. I don't know if it really adds anything uh it's like it's a breather you can sort of see it as chapters but like it doesn't it's just kind of fun i don't know yeah yeah it's just fun right like is there another reason to have those
0: i don't think so i think it's just it's just kind of neat like i i enjoyed it i i don't think it would have taken away from the movie if i if it wasn't there. um yeah
1: No, just interesting choice
0: yeah uh, okay, so we're coming up on the climax, or the series of climaxes here, right? Right. Um, the other thing
1: that we didn't talk about is that at one of the runs that you mentioned, uh, Gail and Liv see these Puritan-esque type woman and daughter near the campus, and then Gail, I think, says, like, I've never seen them on the campus before. And they're like, campus before. And Liv's like, well, yeah, we should get out of here. And then at some point, Gail's doing her own run, over that thanksgiving break i think and sees them having a burial in the cemetery right there and she's like just watching it and they look at her and like questioningly yeah and they're all they're all white like they seem like amish or puritan type sect of people right Uh, you don't really understand a whole lot else on the side of that
0: yeah and it becomes Uh, relevant
1: because eventually we're going to get to the phone call
0: right so but before that um we have to have uh Liv's Peer Review, um, where this time they're discussing her tenure with her directly. Uh, Yeah, this is her interview, yeah. So, you know, she gets whacked about her publishing, and then she gets hit up on the, uh, the complaint from Jasmine. And then, you know, Gail does try... To like yeah, she bakes her like,
1: well, tell us what is going on with the student. Like, just describe more so that we can have better context to support the way that you feel. Because all that it's about is like, I want you, you this is a normal argument as a professor, like, the students making a this you know, I'm putting myself in the shoes, like, students being a fucking baby. Like the student used to be their shit in their school. And I get that. That's great. But guess what? Here I want more from my students. I expect more. I want them to push themselves. You can list a million different fucking things as to why this argument wouldn't be a real argument anymore. Right. And if it's, if I'm trying to get tenure, I'm just going to sell myself and put them at ease. Like, but Liv is fed up with yeah. that fakeness of it. And she's just like, fuck you. Like, yeah. She doesn't want to do the song and dance anymore. She kind of throws it back in their face,
0: right? About Um,
1: quotas, and I can't remember if she actually says overtly like, "It's because I'm black" or something.
0: Yeah, she does. She definitely does. Yeah, and I and I don't think they tell her no, but they definitely put it on hold again. Right. Um, Then we're gonna get a. Well, Jasmine's gonna keep spiraling out with, uh, with like another nightmare. Yeah, this, uh, the la-
1: latest nightmare, she's on her way back to her dorm, and there's people on a tour, a campus tour. Yeah. And they're all white people looking back at her as she's f***ing them, and it's like, she's going to her room, and like they're going to her room as well. And she's looking into the room, and, and someone's like says, like, and what is this that you're showing us? And the the tour guide's like, this is an African-American student at our university, and it's like, what the f- just say like right, and she's like, and she looks in, and it's like her sleeping, and she tries to claw herself in, and it's a really cool. Oh my god! Because she sees the witch come through, a la the ring, through the window, and puts the hand down. Yep, I say the witch, but whatever paranormal monster she sees it, and it's going after her, trying to get herself up, and wakes up. So she's way fucking the pressures of everything that she's going on and this story about Margaret Millet and the Witch, uh, yeah. she's, she's spiraling
0: big time. now we, we did forget the diversity commercial. Yeah. So there's okay. a, there's a moment. Um right I think I think it's about two thirds of the way through the movie. Like it literally says this it, it could be halfway. It could have been a little earlier. But either, either way, way, all the crazy stuff happens after it. Like like right. it's almost as if like so that was the setup, and here's here's the punchline. So the uh-huh. they do this commercial where all they you know they get all the students of color, all the faculty of color to do <laughs> a talking head for the for the uh, for this commercial for Ancaster, and then and then at the right. end the dean, who's some old white guy in a tie, comes on and says. You know, diversity is what we stand for, and right. blah 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 blah. We've seen it. Just, yeah, we've seen it everywhere. Yeah, right. it's a t- it's total. It's that. Yeah, yeah. It's that commercial. Anyway, pandering type. Yeah. we're
1: diverse because we have all these color. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, we are okay. Ancaster. <laughs> we are Ancaster. So yeah, so that was in there um, too, and I think it came at a at a at a nice moment where um, it kind of says, okay, n- now. You thought you thought what you just saw was crazy. Here's some crazy shit. <laughs> right. Uh, um. Okay. So what do we just do? We just did the dream, right? Uh, the dream where she sees right. herself. Um. So we're gonna is get. Is this where she? Oh,
1: right. Because is this where she? Go ahead. Go on. Go on. Uh.
0: Yeah. I mean, is this is this isn't it? Is it? She. I don't know out... if it's that dream. I think she she's... runs for longer. So I think. I think what we have first is the phone call. Okay, right.
1: Uh, now I feel like the phone call happens, and then mm, uh, so there's an event that we're just waiting on describing occur, and I feel like the phone call happens after that happens. Okay. What? Because she has to get Jasmine has to be hospitalized, and right. then okay stuff happens. I just can't remember how Jasmine gets hospitalized. What leads to her? All right. So having, there's a,
0: there's a dream sequence where she's running. Yeah. She's running she, from something. Right. The, uh, the the presence, the paranormal the presence. presence, the wedge
1: that she's seeing.
0: She gets it might have been yeah. She gets into the dorm room, she opens the window, she's out on the ledge, it's ice still icy. Um, yeah. I think her door opens and then yeah. almost like a supernatural force she kinda gets flung from the window. She doesn't really let go. And right the, and then the, it cuts to her in the hospital and Gail's there talking to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um you know, talk, t- talk to me, honey, did you slip? Did you fall? Was it yeah. an accident? You know, just trying to to s- sort out what's going on, and uh, Jasmine, I think, blames it on like, the school, right? Or does she even bring, does she bring up the witch? I think she brings up yeah, the I witch. Yeah, I think she here. brings up the witch. I yeah. think she brings up the witch here, and yeah. uh, Gail's like, Gail's like, no, that's not real, honey, like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and she wants to go home. She wants to leave. She does. She just doesn't want to be here anymore. Gail kind of talks her into staying. hmm Um. To to what end? Who knows? Um. But she she definitely says that. That you know you can be you can get better things can be better. Uh, yeah. Just just stay. I'll you know I'll help you. Right. Uh. To then so then Gail goes home, gets a phone call. And it's that woman from Act 1. Uh, I'm such and such, and I want to talk to you about my daughter. And and you need to meet me. Don't hang up. Right? And so there's no there's no talk back. It cuts right to her in a car. A gal's in a car outside of a diner. And then she's in the diner looking around. And then we find this old woman who is dressed like these Amish folk that we've seen throughout mm-hmm. the movie. And they sit and they have a conversation. So what she tells um, Gail is that Liv is her daughter. Yes. And that Liv is actually white. That Liv's father is white. And like this disturbs Gail on so many levels because they're friends um, so she's been lied to, betrayed. She's used to the person of color to advance her career, so. Um, well, and the thing
1: about it, like with 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 Liv's character, Liv is very light skinned. Uh She right. has dreadlocks, but she is very light complexion. But she does have a darker skin tone. She does not appear, you know, to be Caucasian, uh, right. and so this is another thing where I have a a bit of a contention with this part of the story a little bit, uh, because I question or am frustrated by Gail being so immediately, like now I believe this to be true. The friend that I had that I know I am so quickly dismissing and don't trust anymore because this crazy old lady said don't. And it's this, yeah, I don't like that quick 180. Like, I don't think that she would really believe that. I think that she would know, and I would have to assume that that person would know. But I, I you know, I, I'm not in a position, especially with the racial uh, barriers there, I can't really understand or appreciate what that would be like. Right, right. I, yeah,
0: I, I agree to an extent. Like, without being able to, to kind of, and I, I also think that that girl should have talked to her in private about it before jumping to conclusions it's sort of do you
1: remember the the whole uh rachel dolezal shit that happened way back when no do you remember that no it it was it was a woman uh, a white woman who identified as black uh and was part of the naacp i think at a branch or something to that effect so it made me think of that because i think she even had like similar complexion to complexion to Liv's character and she had the the treads. i don't want to make things uncomfortable but like it was a real thing i thought okay. of it whenever it was happening because it seemed like that so here's the only other thing and i will pause this for just a moment not pause but like adjust that revelation i think the conclusion of jasmine's story happens revelation because at the the wake
0: they're oh. interacting
1: and they're still comfortable
0: with it. right 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 you know
1: what i mean so it doesn't really matter, but so let's get into.
0: Let's do we? Do want to re, let's rewind to Jasmine?
1: Just for a second, so Jasmine, yeah. uh, we get back to her in the uh, in the hospital. Yeah. Right. And this is a cool fucking scene. Do you remember this scene? The silhouette. Oh yeah, yeah, curtain. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The silhouette behind the curtain. So she gets up. So this is after Gal's left, and Gal's already. Uh, you know, how their are their talk.
1: Right. She there's, just like kind of stirs in the hospital bed and wakes yeah. up and the, there's it's, a curtain on the next bed. Uh, and she hears a woman and then there's a red light behind a silhouette of a shape yeah. and it's creepy as shit. <laughs> and there's like, and there's things she's saying, help me or I need, I need help or something. Yeah. Please help me. Yeah. And... She, she
0: pulls the curtain and it's an old white woman and she says, she says, Oh, Calm down, calm down. We'll get you some help. And she puts her arm on her shoulder, and the woman gets nasty and goes, "Get your black hand off me."
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And this is, so this is a a big moment here too. Like,
1: like fucking brought out her inner Charlton Heston.
0: Yeah. Well, Jasmine is is on the edge, right? Like. Yeah. From from everything. The from the overt racism, from the subtle racism, from. You know, with her she's super paranoid about this witch figure. Maybe it's yeah. real, maybe it's not. Maybe she's going crazy because she's she, her sleepwalking grades, and has she night... can't get shit yeah. taken care so of. It's she's a freshman in college too, she's got a ton of shit going on.
1: No one and, likes her, like her friend she doesn't her roommate uh, her yeah. roommate ended up leaving. We didn't even talk about that, but right, her roommate right. moved
0: out. Moved out, yep. Um because but that's, after that's, the boyfriend stuff. That's yeah, that's because didn't she get like assaulted in the woods? So like we didn't even talk uh, about that. Yeah, yeah, that was the other
1: thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's some shit.
1: She's having a really shitty first, first year, year experience uh, yeah. at this university.
0: Um. So she leaves the hospital and she's just kind of like walking. You know, she's she's in like she's outdoors and she's just walking and. Yeah, she's, kind of like, like on the quad more or less. So, yeah. yeah, she's just like mumbling to herself like, like, I know what I need to do. Or I, I I I figured it out, something like that. I figured it yeah. out. And um, Gail goes to the hospital, I think first. Jasmine's not there. Then she goes. Right. Then she goes to the to the room, and she opens the door. Yeah,
1: she sees the
0: light on. She sees the light on. Yeah. And she knows that she shouldn't be
1: there, and she's like questioning it. Yep. And so then she rushes back to the room, and she finds her body.
0: Finds her hanging there. Yeah. Um, and just you know, just couldn't. Uh, she
1: breaks down. Yeah. She she, she, loses, save it. Her. she yeah. loses it.
0: She loses it because she she thought that specifically she could help Jasmine.
1: Right, um, and that she's the one that forced her to forced stay. Her to stay. Like so I can stay. help. She, we can get through it together.
0: Yeah. I yeah. She could have just let her go. She had an opportunity to let her go, and talked her into staying, mm-hmm. and then and then she had that that. One Experience that kind of broke the camel's back. It kind of reminded me of um, the catcher in the rye, um, how uh, how Holden's like his the incident that that sends him over the edge is like so minor, so so minuscule to 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 be a singular event. But when you compound right. it with everything that's happened through his whole life, right. it, like kind of makes sense that he cracked. So like she has like gone through all of this and then she tries to help this old white woman and is and the reaction is with such disgust Mm -hmm. that 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 she's just like oh things are never gonna change this is the way things are going to be forever because because i'm black and then she goes and hangs herself like it's it's like this terrible ending to uh to like like a a horrible story, but a great story. Like it was great to watch to to experience, and and it's not even the end because right. they just wrapped Jasmine's story here. They got to wrap Gail's story.
1: Yeah, and it's it's great storytelling because of just how matter of fact and unfortunate and sad that it is. that this is a, a people experience this kind of trauma in these kinds of experiences experience these kind of experiences uh and it impacts them to horrible ends and uh this just highlights it and for them to like you don't see this happen a lot in film in general like maybe a drama you would see something like this occur but in a horror type film that's addressing it a little bit differently it doesn't happen like this a lot. This is more unique to handle the story with a, one of the lead protagonists kind of way. So I, I commend it for that. It oh, was yeah. a twist that I didn't really see it coming. You
0: know? No, no, I, I definitely... Um, so they, you know, I didn't think they were going to go with the paranormal was real. Like, I, I think the haunting... So, like, the haunting for me it is like, conceptually racism, right? Racism is the villain. Right. Of the movie and it just takes all these different forms of like of stress that she has to deal with the the not being able to sleep the nightmares like it's all coming from the same place. And that's the systemic racism that like they just it's just such a part of of the culture that it it's everywhere. And I say I say it's everywhere because it's everywhere is the name of the next title card. And what we're about to discuss, yeah,
1: you can't, I mean, you have to think about it. like you you can never escape it. It's always there. Anytime so you feel it like it sounds awful. It sounds traumatic. Uh, and yeah, it's just it's a great, it's a great uh, great way that they're handling it because clearly, immersed and impacted hundred percent the whole time. So, oh, yeah, yeah. let's get to the final thing. They have the wake right. Uh, Jasmine's photos up there everyone's got candlelight visual. Yep. Gail feels so um, like that it was it was her fault and then uh, it's shortly thereafter right after that scene that she I think
0: that's she where she gets the phone call right revelation she, see, to, she sees to, Liv to and partner. hugs Liv at the wake
1: and I think oh and it's at the wake I think they find out also like that she, they should be celebrating Liv uh, because she got tenure and but we can't because we're, we're mourning uh, Jasmine right right, right. That's the thing. And then this is where Liv lets it slip uh, that she has a brother. She lets it slip in a conversation with Gail. She's like, and Gail's like, I thought you were her only child. And Liv says, well, it's like adopted it's just, or something. And so yeah, I, no, no, I, I, no. no. Like she, I
0: said, she, she says, sometimes I tell people I'm an orphan too. Like she's just, right. she just she just, says, just horrible family life, brushed it she under the rug. passes it off. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't want to. I, I'm yeah, not going to give you the explanation. It's they're, they're dead to me. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah.
1: It's like I'm an only child, yeah. uh, and so like that raises a flag for Gail, but she's like, well, whatever. And then she gets a phone calls, she gets the revelation. Guess what? Uh, Liv isn't who you think. She's right. my daughter. Father. She's white. she's white. She's. We can't reach her. She won't. Whatever. She's, yeah.
0: Um. So she goes back, and they're ha- and this is where they're having like a, like a, cell. they I think they're actually celebrating Liv's tenure now. Like this I believe is like, so. Yeah. It's, this it's, that's the this is this is the faculty. Um, it's not. It's definitely not morning, Jasmine. Like everybody knows that it happened, but you know they're here. So like half of them are already drunk. Um, these the you know the the faculty, yeah. and uh, she's trying to get Liv to go into the other room with her. She she yeah, does ask she a few needs times. to talk about this. She, she needs like... to
1: fucking talk about it. And this is like another thing where it's like. You know what she wants to talk to her about. She needs privacy to talk to her about it. It's a very fucking thing. Uh, and Liv is at the jukebox, uh, the carry the, the oh, right. station. And the guy's like, what, "What? This is the music I like. And she's like, No, let me get some. And she's talking with certain dialect. And she's.
0: Right. She's definitely. And. Like, yeah. uh, like hip hop slang. Right. And right.
1: she's talking in a certain kind of way like that. And like you're hearing that under the guise or knowing the context from gail's character that she's white uh from what that character said that so you're like what she's saying and how she's saying it is really fucked up and then she starts playing a very culturally uh lamed song and she's singing and gail's just like what the fuck are you doing you have to stop you can't fucking do this and gail can't have the privacy anymore she just has to get it out yeah and she just i think she just blurts it out like she, she she's it, all, she, you're you're white
0: yeah. right she turns the volume all the way down too and everybody and everyone everything this, stops this little and freak just, out yeah um, you're white blah 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 and Liv comes right back with uh, yeah cuz my mom thought it would be better than the ba- being the bastard child of a black man right so okay so right mom but you know the the biological father black man who who knows what the story is we don't need to know yeah um, right ro- obviously raised by a white quote unquote father so yeah his her father is white so it all makes sense the story makes sense from the perspective of the of the actual of the mother
1: m- of the mother but she is still identifies as african american uh, and, and and, and
0: of course would re- and of course would reject all of the of the white Mennonite, the whiteness like, of her, yeah, yeah the white course. Mennonite culture, because I mean, you know, who wouldn't? <laughs> <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> uh, and but so like this is just an amazing Regina Hall uh, performance right here because she's so broken, yeah, and raw in this scene, and she's like, it's like yeah. it's so visceral, and, yeah. and, and emotions are just pouring out of her and she just starts that
0: she's she doesn't even care she doesn't even yeah. care what the excuse was and yeah. and that and that is even more tragic of a story she just she just goes she just goes over the top with uh, with it's you it's you it's all of you 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 know you it's all here it's it's everywhere is what she says talking yeah. about the racism yeah everybody uh, she ends her tirade with i came here and I thought I was the master, and I ended up being the maid.
1: Yeah. So things, um, the uh, the last conclusion I think of the story then that happens after there's like um, there's a calm after the storm here yeah. where things calm back down, and she's sitting in her corner, right. And the, uh, the, the people are talking, isn't that? Or yeah. was, is that is that all before? Yeah, that that that's oh, yeah. after. I, yeah, she, she eventually
0: down. she'll leave, but she hasn't left yet.
1: Everything, everyone calms down, and um, she's in her chair, and she's listening to people, and she starts looking at people. She starts kind of having visions. Almost, she sees a guy, and she looks at the portrait on the wall. The guy that she just saw at the party is the guy in the portrait. Right. The the three men playing cards. Playing cards.
0: On, There's a pho- the photo. They all look at exactly. yeah, the... Yeah,
1: yeah. The other guy that was the one that was talking about Barack, maybe she'll be president, that guy is a photograph from 1800s or whatever yeah. also right here. So yeah. every single character that she's been interacting with, it's almost as if she's mind-melded them with a historical person like that existed in the old white Ancaster college or university right. or whatever. Yep. And she can't disassociate. She yeah. sees the historical uh, creation and, and uh, rooted system, uh, systemic racism that existed and she, she, it's tainting everything that she sees, every relationship, everything that she's able to interact with. She can't help but see its past and how wrong it was and what it's trying to uh pretend like it isn't now. Right. Or ignore or say it's not a real thing anymore. Because yeah, we she, have these she says, token uh, people.
0: She says uh it's never gonna change and just gets up and walks out. And um she gets stopped by uh, campus security.
1: Yeah. A white campus security guard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like uh hey, can I what see are your you badge? doing here? Can <laughs> I see
0: your I D And uh she goes, No And he goes he goes, What do you mean no? She's like no, I don't work here, and walks away. Yeah. It's like, well, the exit's that way. Yeah. And, uh, and then it fades to black. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the movie was phenomenal. Like, mm-hmm. the suspense was good. Um, you know, the the horror angle was pretty much just the witch fake-out. Um, right. Right. Uh, yes. Yeah. But, that was that was yeah. really
1: the horror. Of yeah. It, with but that a, story?
0: But as far as like the suspense, um, nice. with what's going on with Jasmine, and, and just the drama, the drama of it all. Um, I mean. I was I was definitely strapped in for this movie. Like, yeah. for for uh, Hellbender, you know, I, I looked at my phone a few times, and and <laughs> I en- and I enjoyed the movie. Um, yeah. But uh, but this was excellent and and I don't I don't know where these these bad ratings are coming from. Well, I mean I do. It's just yeah I know,
1: and that's what's fucking bullshit about it is that yeah. you know that it's just because of that stigma that people will people you know will have oh I don't want my film to make statements about shit. I want it to be complete escapism. There's that angle. There's people that just really hate fucking dealing with race and want to pretend like it's not a thing that impacts other people when it mm-hmm. fucking is. And we should address it and you have to acknowledge sure, it to deal with it, to move forward. Like that's definitely what this is because yes, I agree a hundred percent with the way that you felt about it. I felt the same way. I was completely um, experiencing it the whole time. I think uh, it was heavy handed sometimes, but it didn't impact it negatively. I love the 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 paranormal twist to it that it's sort of because it's like you don't know what to trust and believe and you because you know you want to think that there is this supernatural thing to explain or make sense because it's a in part of your mind for me at least it's like I'd rather be something like that than be shitty racism in this fucking thing like like let me let it be this preposterous witch story. And not just shitty, fucking awful things. And so, yeah. the way that it just it blends it in is really fucking uh, high level. It's super well crafted, and the the two, man,
0: between yeah. Regina Hall
1: and Zoe Renee, they were amazing.
0: Oh yeah, I, I, uh, you know, w- with a subject matter like this, um, filmmakers could have a tendency to get preachy, and um, and i never once uh you know like rolled my eyes at a um at a scene uh through this film uh, i think it was it was uh you know just perfectly done um as far as the statements it was trying to make i you know i never felt like i was being lectured um right. about race racism and yeah. uh that i can i can definitely appreciate um you know from a filmmaking standpoint like like you want to get your message across, but you don't want to be this over the head with it and cause then because that's gonna turn people off. and uh, it it definitely yeah. didn't definitely didn't do that to me. Um,
1: no, I, I but I can see where a lot of it like I thought some of it was unnecessary and so it didn't negatively impact me, but I can I can definitely understand how some people I don't know, you expect the most out of people that there would be good people and honest people that want to that can be impact or. Affected by kind of stuff like this but they just fucking they don't want to or unwilling or unable to yeah. separate themselves and put themselves in another person's fucking shoes yeah. if you could just do that just try to fuck you the world would be a much better place this film tackles difficult fucking issues yeah. masterfully uh, no pun intended and it's it, just an awesome movie uh, yeah. for me let me do my conclusion my yeah I uh, I mean, I would feel like it very well could be an eight, but I don't know. It might be a seven overall. It's like, it's it's this is like a one-shot movie, you know? something you see. Uh, Get Out, I'll rewatch because it has really cool graphic horror elements. You know that deals with race, uh, where it's still a horror movie. It's talking about race, but it's horror. This is more like making a statement. It's a dramatic movie, more so about race. So I'm kind of wavering. I'm not sure if I feel 100% one way or the other. I might give it an eight just because of how well crafted that. I think I'm leaning towards eight, more than seven.
0: All right. Uh, so before you commit, uh, I would give this movie an eight, a solid okay. eight. Um, okay. And and norm and that kind of breaks my rules um, because. Um, an eight is something I know I'm going to rewatch, um, probably multiple times. Right. Uh, this movie, I will probably rewatch at least one more time, but probably not more than that. Um, but I know I will watch it again. And so it gets an, it gets an eight, um, for, yeah, just composition, uh, story, uh, you know, I loved the you know the paranormal mystery was great. So you're you're wondering if it's an actual witch or if it's in her head and she's going crazy or if it's just a metaphor for all this. This there's just the stress of having to uh, exist in this uh, place where you're you're essentially uh, an unwanted <clears throat> foreigner um, in yeah. the eyes of pretty much everyone. Um, you know, except your one safety net who, you know, she says she's there for you, but she wasn't actually physically there when Jasmine needed her. She was off attending to other things. It wasn't Gail's fault she wasn't there, but right. she didn't have the safety net when she needed it, and, uh, you know, she she met the uh, terrible ends she did. Yeah. Um, yeah, solid 8 out of 10.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think I started... And my first initial reaction, was probably closer to the seven, but as I've lived with it for more time, and I've, especially after our conversation, like I definitely feel it. I feel right, like
0: it is right, term. yeah. I just feel it, like yeah. Yeah. Would I have? Would I give this movie a seven? Um, if I wasn't emotionally uh, committed to it, probably. Um, the way I feel about the movie, I have to give it an eight.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I, yeah, I will uh, finalize it, and lock it
0: in. All right. Okay. Uh, episode fifteen in the book started off uh, started off a little light with some uh, some hell bending, and uh, and had a pretty heavy uh, heavy finish there with Master.
1: Yeah. Um. How cool? Yeah, I don't. Uh... The people in it were really great. Uh, I don't know if we expect a whole lot of horror genre from the director.
0: Oh, Mar- uh, Mariama Diallo. Yeah, I think yeah. she only really had a short under her belt um, right. before Master. So, yeah, White well, we'll Devil. Say, as far as
1: doing, like, directing in general, like this movie was well told. The elements were not the easiest to corral in subject matter. For sure not. So has a promising...
0: Hope and, yeah, uh, oh. I, so 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 her the short that that made her famous or at least got her this movie was called Hair Wolf, and it's the staff of a black hair salon fend off a strange new monster, white women intent on sucking the lifeblood from black culture. Oh
1: shit! That um, yeah, hilarious.
0: it's a twelve-minute horror comedy short, and. Uh, so I maybe yeah maybe we will see her in horror um yeah maybe her her other short is called sketch a police sketch artist who believes he has stumbled upon the suspect from one of his drawings becomes convinced he knows how to do the right thing and that's a, a drama mystery short
1: um well shit also white devil it sounds uh, like it's it sounds white like
0: Com yeah, short. comedy horror, horror. horror. Black woman's quarantine experience takes a disturbing turn when the dynamic she has with her white. We're gonna have that... to.
1: We're gonna have to see if we can find these because it it's sounds. The way that she's told stories was definitely creative and interesting, and interesting. oh yeah, I'm looking forward to to watching. Plus, it could just be like. Horror comedy that's dealing with some of these things could be. Oh, we, we should we
0: should do a shorts episode where almost almost like a review anthology show. Just a whole so episode. Shorts episode. A whole episode of shorts. That would be good. Um, yeah, Sorry, so who I'm knows? I'm looking for my book,
1: trying to find my goddamn right. calendar, because I'm thinking what we have.
0: Oh, well, yeah, what's what's next week have in store for us?
1: I don't fucking know, man. Uh, uh, let me pull up my calendar that we were talking about. Oh, sure. We can do a, a moment of dead air. You have to vamp. Vamp, Nate, vamp.
0: Vamp, I don't know what that means.
1: Vamp? Oh, come on. Yeah, you fucking do. It's like uh, when I'm, you're I'm,
0: I'm Oh, oh, you, sure, You're sure. just
1: going to ad-lib on some reason yeah. and fill the air while you pull up. something that's going to
0: So I watched Studio 666 twice to get ready for this week's episode, and then we called an audible yesterday. Um, <laughs> and um, I don't know if it'll get back into the rotation or not. I'll just talk about it for a moment. Uh, it was great. Um, as far as horror comedies go, the kills were inventive and, uh, used a nice mix of practical and, uh, NCG. The practical were insanely good, uh, by the yeah. way, in this movie. Um, also, um, the fake band Black Widow or Dream Widow in the movie, the Foo Fighters recorded a full album as them. So, you can get on Spotify now. I think there will be a physical release. of Foo Fighters performing as Dream Widow, full metal album um, based on the fake band from the movie Studio 666. Um, all good. Check out Dream Widow. Check out Studio 666. Um, you know, we're. Rest in peace, um, Taylor. Uh, I, I didn't really even know who he was because I. I only know Dave Grohl, but after watching the movie, you know, I kind of, I kind of did form an attachment to him as a, as an actor and a musician. Um, so. Yeah, he he obviously will be missed. Uh, Foo Fighters uh, just announced today they canceled their all their tour dates. Yeah. Um, so it's it's definitely a sad day for music.
1: <clears throat> okay,
0: so, uh, as far as. Not to pull away. Um, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I was just vamping. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dick. Uh, so, the one film that should be releasing this weekend that we probably aren't going to be able to get our hands on yet, uh, unless we magically get a screener before then, uh, is um, Numi Rapace's You Won't Be Alone.
0: Ooh, yeah. Yes. Is, is opening uh. this Friday. I want to see that so, so
1: bad. Uh, we're going to have to see if it's hitting our uh, screen theaters. Um, we're in central New York, folks. We have uh, theaters near us, but um, they don't always get... Most of these films don't get released except in a couple big cities the first week, uh, which we're obviously not in. So, usually oh. the second week is when it might hit us. Um, so, we'll see. But that's one that's going to be on the horizon. Uh, and then, with that, I think uh, isn't... Uh, Morbius also is it Morbius might be the second weekend in April. Uh,
0: Morbius looks like Thursday, March thirty first. I can see it. Okay, so all right, that's so just, that's two days. Yes.
1: <laughs> so there's a potential for that. Uh, again, I that's a concern. Don't know what to expect because again, that's a, it's- be a foray into there, but I don't know how much you can believe that. I think that's sort of like. Uh, lip- for them, for the
0: most part. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know about Morbius. It's, it says well, action we adventure. Action adventure.
1: Yeah, I know. It's just, I think, what they added horror in because he's sort of a, a vampiric character. It's like saying Blade he's, is he's, horror. He's Morbius. Which I
0: guess is fair. Yeah, Morbius, the living vampire. There you go. Because um, right. he's not undead, and he sucks plasma. He's a plasma sucker.
1: The other one, uh, which I'm not sure, uh, is Uma.
0: Ooh, Ama. Ama. Ama? Ama, that's how it's pronounced. It's Korean for mother. Um, It's playing Uh in New Hartford right now. I know.
1: Ama, not sure, because I have not heard great things. Uh, 5.2
0: on IMDb, 71% of Google users like the movie. Sandra O. Um. Yeah, I don't know. They passed on. Uh, they passed on Aquafina for this one. <laughs> what? Aquafina. You don't know Aquafina?
1: No, I know Aquafina. I don't get the reference with Umma
0: Oh, she's. Uh, well, she. Uh, Was she? Did she, she audition? She, Is that what you're saying? No, she plays. She plays Korean, and well, she plays Chinese too. She. She's played a few different. Right. Um, yeah, so, okay. uh, yeah. So okay. Yeah, it d- just,
1: doesn't uh, have good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, and so it was, that was like yeah. a little bit. My, the well, wind was knocked out of my sails. It, Not that it, that guides it, me to watch it. I'm just saying.
0: It is rated PG-13. But yeah. it, it is produced by Sam Raimi.
1: Oh, that's promising. Kind of.
0: Yeah, in the way that Drag Me to Hell was produced by Sam Raimi.
1: Okay, now hold on a second. You said that as if you didn't like Drag Me to Hell.
0: Oh, I enjoyed Drag Me to Hell. I don't think it was uh, it was very good. Uh, but I it, okay, it was funny, and um, I enjoyed. So just, Drag I, Me to Hell. I enjoyed Justin been, Long.
1: <laughs> might have been ahead of its time. I haven't seen Drag Me to Hell since I very the first time I saw it when it probably hit Redbox. Sure. And I'm thinking that I'm thinking it might have been ahead of its time. It. I consider that the only way I'll watch that movie again, because I would think when I watched it the first time, is I watch it under the same lens that I watched
0: *Malignant*. Okay. Oh sure. I think yeah.
1: that's like yeah. it's self-aware, making fun of it, and it's just have fun, ridiculous yeah. shit's gonna happen. I thought it was executed that pretty well.
0: Yeah. I'll have to rewatch it. Yeah, no, it, it was good it was good. Like it was it was entertaining, but it wasn't like <clears throat> great. Like yeah. Right. I I I also had way high hopes for it. So I was I was with the guy who went into the theater like going like fuck yeah and at the end I was like eh it was okay. And then you know and and I've watched it a couple times since then, it's like, yeah, it's a good movie. But I I still have that initial disappointment from from like, Oh my god, the guy who did Evil Dead, my favorite franchise, is made another movie. Right. Like when we
1: watched uh, Overlord together. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, God. That was terrible. <laughs> was a I don't even know movie. why we went to see that. Was it it was the fucking
1: the... Nazi zombies. And yeah. there was a group of us. And we're like, this is gonna, this should just be fun and great. And, you know.
0: It was still fun.
1: Yeah, I still had fun watching it. Like I, I, it I really
0: had fun watching it. I didn't enjoy right. the movie at all. But it was fun because we were all there together. <laughs> right. Yes, that's yeah. why it was fun. So um, those well,
1: are the ones that are on my list that I know.
0: We, we'll have we, to see we do have um a, a series of uh other movies hold on let me get to my list
1: oh yes that other list
0: the other list the everything that's been released in 2022 list so far
1: right Horror. i'm still hoping that we'll see Deadstream pop up somewhere on a streaming service South by soft fast soft and quiet okay. i yeah. All uh-huh.
0: right, so what's the new stuff? The new stuff is, of course, Studio 666. We have uh, The Bunker Game, which has an incredibly terrible review or, or score. No. Uh, is Cold Wind Blowing available yet? It is. Cold Wind Blowing has a 7.9 out of 10. When a group of young friends take a trip to a remote mountain to get away from their families for Christmas. Their stress-free getaway turns into a nightmare trapped in a cabin by a supernatural creature. They fight for survival. Uh, it's a Canadian film. Okay. And it has, that's a been, crazy high rating.
1: There's been good Canadian films. Yeah. Uh, I want to say Come, Come True was a Canadian film.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, so that, we could definitely put that on the list. What was it called again? Uh, Cold Wind Blowing, if you want to IMDb it while I keep going down the list.
1: Yeah, I will also mention, why don't you peruse the list real quick while I talk about the, Did you watch No Exit? It I was didn't. on Hulu.
0: I didn't, but that's okay. on a list, too, right? Uh, yeah, the list of movies that fucking suck. Oh, no, so we're gonna skip that one, huh? <laughs>
1: that's... It's just as my hot take. Uh, hot take. <laughs> I thought it was pretty garbage.
0: Okay, all right, all right. And, oh yeah, I see it there.
1: And I just I peep I've seen some people in the Twitterverse talk about it and and really you know, uh, like as if it's up here and it's not, it's down there. It's not that it's it's more like a thriller than it is disc- thing and yeah. and when it's trying to thrill, it's not fuck. It's very Formulaic. It's very predictable. It's not different or interesting in any kind of way. It's got the guy from fucking Allstate in it, uh, so it's just it's it's nothing special. It's a fine movie, but it's yeah. That's that's all I got to say about that.
0: All right. The other um, the other highly <clears throat> rated horror movie that I have uh, from 2022 is called those who walk away uh, after Max and Avery meet on a social media app for a first date, they end up in a haunted house only to realize the trauma they share may either save them or erupt into an unforgettable nightmare. Okay. Um, So that's got a 6.3 on IMDb. um, And cold wind blowing has a 7.9 on IMDb.
1: Remember those who walk away looking interesting. With uh, Boo
0: Boo. Yeah, Boo Boo. Um, so I think I think those could definitely <clears throat> both be on the docket. Okay. And then, and then maybe you won't be alone. And what was the other one that's already playing? Oh, Ama. The cold, cold Oh, Ama, Yeah. Ama, yeah. Hey,
1: what was the? There's one that just fucking came out just that is a uh, animated.
0: Oh yeah, it's on. Uh, is it on Shutter?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked cool. I didn't look a lot into it, but I was my interest was piqued. Uh,
0: the Spine of Knights.
1: Yeah, because people talked about you know like heavy metal. Oh, shit.
0: Yeah, we could do that too. I think there's another another uh, animated horror that just came out. We could do both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't
1: know, man. Yeah. For me, animated horror. Uh, you saw the animated Last Vampire, right?
0: the last vampire the original yeah the animated yeah
1: yeah it's yeah. like to me like it's it's perfect it's only like 40 minutes i think yeah so. yeah
0: it's like it's like the length of an episode right but, but it's it so good it was so good yeah it was really good
1: castlevania was great on netflix yeah.
0: loved castlevania Yep. all I right know, spider so, knight just looks cool which one
1: of night the, oh it yeah, just finally,
0: cool. yeah it looks crazy good um oh, i hit play on accident all right <laughs> we'll uh, see so we got some yeah, options we'll we got some options stay tuned to the twitter for um for the the panel of uh of what we've got coming up um of course check out our etsy shop where you can get sweet <laughs> shirts like the uh the lamb that uh whoa yeah, yeah bro- look at that bad boy did. I just want—I'd wear that shirt every single day. That's all I'm saying. It's uh, pretty sweet. <laughs> it's pretty sweet.
1: It is—it is my best-selling shirt currently in the shop. So um, yeah. we are still running ten percent off until the end of the promo yeah. code.
0: Save ten. All right. So um, for the podcast, for the recently deceased, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe on the Twitch and the YouTube and the Twitters. Uh, I am Nate Roberts.
1: I am Rodney Godek. Take care.
0: And we'll see you next week.